it's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We extort, we pilfer, we filch and sack, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. Marauding and dazzle and even hijack, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We're back yet again for 2014. For, for, 14? Thirteen. 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 Everybody, feminine critique. I'm Emily. With me is Christine and Fozzie. We got a special guest star. Special. Guest. I was gonna give like music to you, but you just jumped right in there, didn't you? No, I'll wait for music. Go ahead. Do well, no, music. No, it doesn't. I can't edit. Like, what? You expect me to actually like edit in music? Come on. I know. This Do I get music? Uh, every time you walk in the room, if you were here, you That's would true. Music. That's true. Maybe you should not be in Texas, is all yeah, we're saying. Yeah, there's no okay. music in Austin. To explain how high-tech we are, Jason, would you like to explain our recording setup right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah, when I got here, I was like, so how are we doing this? And she was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, so do we have headphones? Is there mics? Are there? And she was like, oh, yeah. See, uh, that can, <laughs> it has a really long cord tied all the way to Texas. <laughs> So we have one pair of headphones plugged into a computer, and we have one bud in each ear, mm-hmm. and we're sharing a microphone. I like to liken us to those monster Siamese twin characters on the on uh, Sesame Street. Right. Can I? And can I say I've been on Sirius Satellite Radio? That I'm so spoiled by that now. Oh, like, wow. they have sorry, the we're not Sirius Satellite Radio. Like the screen, radio. Phone, so I could spit all I wanted. We are radio. Was... <laughs> that's what we are. Oh my god, that's oh, the best thing it. I've ever coined, heard. Coined, trademarked. I got, I got to put a patent in for that right now. Radio. Love it. Radio, feminine critique, brought to you. Listen to it on your radio. Radio, like <laughs> nice, nice. And the um, R-rated version is your labio. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be saucy tonight, folks. Oh man, I don't uh, know. Saucy like pirates, if you will. Oh yeah. Will you? No. Oh well. Spo- spoiler. Oh my. Uh, so on today's show, we are going to be covering two big budget action films from 1995-ish. 96-ish, depending. <laughs> uh, and the first, and both of them, they have two very clear tie-ins, um, are directed by Rennie Harlan and starring <laughs> his then-wife, Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Uh, first being Cutthroat Island, the infamous, one of still the biggest pops of all time, uh, and followed by The Long Kiss Goodnight. Before we do that, it's a new year, is it not? Uh, so why don't we talk about all the movies we've been uh, watching since then? Jason, now you can't tell us every movie you've seen ever, because right. that would be... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Start after your birth. <laughs> it, we're already dealing with wonky internet, so that's just going to call the gods down upon us. What were you watching in 1988? On this day in history in 1988? Uh, probably Beaches, I would say, oh, right? Was maybe? Beaches, I feel like Beaches was oh, Was that 89, 89 was it? Okay, maybe Batman, was that 88? I think Batman was 88. Okay, probably Batman. I'm going to okay. say Batman. I'll, I'll See, there we go. I got my answer. I was, we yeah. can all go home. Yeah. I was probably watching either the Ewoks 2 or Muppets Take Manhattan. I was watching a lot of My Sister Sam in 88, too. I, I remember when that, that came is. out. You don't remember? No. That's Rebecca Schaefer, the one who got shot. She was the actress uh, who was shot at her okay. home. Uh, okay. The stalker got her. Yeah. And it was Pam Dauber, played her sister. Pam Dauber, yes. Yeah, I watched a lot of that show, and I remember one the day watching that show when the news flash came on that she had just been murdered. Oh, and then they're weird. like, and now back to my sister Sam. Oh, like, oh God. <laughs> on the show, somebody is playfully stalking her. It's so weird. Yes, yeah. Uh, Christine, where, what were you doing at this day in 1988? <clears throat> know, um, 1988. But let's go with it. Probably a Muppet movie of some kind. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's safe. But Jason, why don't you tell us the last few things you've been watching that okay. are of note, if you will? Well, let's see. So, most recently, I saw the new Paranormal Activity movie. Which Paranormal is Activity, the, the marked, marked ones. ones? Okay, it's the marked ones, as I call yes. it. Yes. It's not part five, because part five is coming out in October. It's sort of like point, like, 1.1, right? It's like well, it's like 4.5. Yeah, well, kind okay. of like that, because... From what I understand, I could be completely wrong. This was a fan-made film. That is what I've heard. And yeah. so they liked it so much they decided to option it, and then they remade it and actually did it. Did they actually? Re- okay. They with had the to. Paranormal Activity. They didn't remake it. They were like, right. Oh no, we can't just use this movie. I think they remade it because <laughs> that's exactly what they sounded like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think they remade this one because they got actors from the original movies in it and like uh, some of the sets. Okay. From because this movie references every other movie. There are parts in in from every other movie okay. even really little subtle things so the farther I get away from this movie the more I like it like okay. now that I'm thinking back to it I'm like oh yeah that means that blah 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 and like all these mm-hmm. connections are ma- are taking place so it's interesting because I feel like the thing I really liked about the movies and I haven't seen the fourth one but the things I really liked about two and three was the way it like the structure of it and how it kind of like did a backtrack, but yeah. just the way that they were able to do that with the timing, I thought that was the best thing about the series because it was just really different for a series to do. I agree, and it's giving you a little more information every time, mm. not to the point where it's giving you too much. Right. It's giving you information but opening up new questions, mm. too, and I always like that. And this yeah. one kind of does that as well. Um, they say that the part five that's coming out in October... Of course, they say this is going to answer a lot of questions, and oh, it's going to be. I know they want to answer all the questions, and that wants to, that is supposed to be the final movie, and it's supposed <laughs> to have a, uh, a, a what, what was the I can't remember the exact phrase that he used, but like basically an ending that you'll be satisfied with, so, just like Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I'm excited about that. Okay. So cool. are, are you a fan of these movies, Christine? No, not at all. Have you seen any of them? Well, I saw the first one, and I really didn't like it. Oh. Um, I thought it, it did an awful job at building tension. Like, every time I was ready to be scared, it just went on a few beats too long, and I was like, oh, okay. you lost me. Um, the second that. one, I don't think I saw. Oh, I like the second one. And the third one, I or maybe it's the reverse. Maybe I saw the second one but didn't see the third one. The fourth one is streaming, and I keep meaning to look at it. Just, you know. I would say you should probably watch, and I don't know about the, for the fourth one, but I feel like they do need to be watched in order. Yeah. Really? I can't just jump in and be like, all right, scare me. No, because they've kind of done like a backward thing where this, part two is like a basically what's happening with the sister right before the, yeah. all the other stuff happens. Part three is like goes back to when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did see two and not three then. Okay. okay. And then I loved three. And then part four takes place shortly after the second movie and it has some of the characters in it from the okay. from the second from the first and the second movie. So it builds so wait, on it technically takes place in like because uh, technically part one is the newest one on the timeline, right? I no, I would say because th- this one they say that it's two thousand twelve. Okay. Like so, this one is definitely the most recent, the, the marked ones. I'm, they say because the kid's graduating, and it says there's a big banner that says 2012, and the first one was 2009, right? And they okay, so oh, God, God damn, this is confusing. How do I? We're like, in a wormhole, folks. Well, see, I do want to say okay. Remember Scream Four that we watched? Yes, Scream Four. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know when they, at the beginning they're talking about how the series has gone on, how it's gotten really stupid. Mm-hmm. The screen, you know, the stab series. Yep. And some of the ways that they talk about how it got stupid. They do in the new Paranormal Activity <laughs> movie. Nice. So I don't want to say exactly what, but okay. like, so, it, it like, I can understand why people don't like it, and it's not doing very well, and it's getting bad reviews, but... It's bad timing. Yeah, too. well, exactly. Like, January. a week later would be better. Like, right now, it's just still, like, New Year's stuff mm, kind of thing. Like, 
end of January when it's people start going to the movies again because they have nothing to do. Well, in January, movies are notoriously like people don't even see them and they just yeah. assume that it's bad because yes. it was dumped in January. And, well, any drama is that's an automatic. Yeah, if it's exactly. a like horror movie, it's like oh well, this is just when they when they dump them in. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like later on in the month when people get money back after Christmas, that's when they go to the movies. Yeah. So so we'll, we'll see how it does because but. One thing, the guy, that the main star, Jesse, is the character's name. He's the one you see in the mm-hmm. ads. Every once in a while, I'll see somebody in a movie, and I'm like, that person should be a star. And, okay. like, he had charisma. He had charm. He's, he's good looking. He's got star quality. He does. I want to put him in pictures. <laughs> um, I want to get him all coked up and put him on a runway. Um, but he's really, really good in the movie, and I think that he, I hope okay. that he goes on. He probably won't, because I do this all the time. Anybody I pick who should be a star isn't. Like, the last one I did was... Um, that movie, A Perfect Getaway. Did you oh, God. Do, do, yes. Have, yeah, I think Christina and I talk about it, like, every show. I yeah, I've like heard it a lot. I every 10 days I find a way to put that into conversation. I love that so movie. Good. It's so good. I really good. like so it, too. But the girl who was Steve's, yes. not Steve the, Zahn's girlfriend. The girl from, she was on Nikki from Lost. Yes. Yeah, yeah Timothy Oliphant's girlfriend. Yes, she's so she's good in that adorable. movie. adorable. Yeah. And when I saw her, I was like, God, she needs to be a star. Yeah. And nothing ever came of she, that. She was on some TV show more recently, I think, because I remember them even saying, like, Nikki from Lost. But it's it's a, yeah I, I would agree with her yeah I every once in a while her, I just like, latch on to somebody like that have some kind of ro- it's like dumb romantic comedy or like some sitcom on TBS where she plays like a sassy bartender right yeah she could pull that off mm, she could yeah but so anyway if even if the movie doesn't do well I kind of hope the star does okay so anyway that was one of them the other one I watched <laughs> you have to watch this I texted you have you seen or heard of Cyberbully no you that's right you texted me and it's, told me I had to stop whatever I was doing. <laughs> It's cyber boo backslash backslash why. <laughs> okay. Why would you say that? When I drink why would you say that when I just drink seltzer? So it's an ABC Family movie, and oh it God, stars we had an um, there. Uh, Osmond, uh, Haley Joel, Haley Joel's Joel's sister. Oh God, his he little does not sister. Have a sister. Yeah. And her I, name is Emily. Emily Osmond, is that it? That's her name. Yeah. So it stars her and the girl from the American version of. Being normal or being human? Is that what it's called? The sci-fi show? You know, it was oh, the BBC okay. show. Werewolf, uh, the vampire, ghost, and the, the vampire, yeah. She's the ghost in the American version. It's her and um, somebody else. So anyway, this one girl, like they somehow, she goes on this website for her school and s- rumors start getting started. It starts because, well, there's a big twist. I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell, tell a bunch of stuff about this movie. Spoiler alert, I am cyber, spoiler. cyber. And, you know, it was actually <laughs> next on my queue, but since you, I mean, why, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of this for you. So it turns out that her friend was upset because, like, the main girl, Haley Joe Osment's sister, had said something about her. So the friend, like, went online, made up a fake profile, and started talking shit about her. Okay. And then everybody else jumped on, and then they started calling her a fat hooker and, like, all these horrible <laughs> things. She's really getting upset by it. And then there's this gay kid in school, like, trying to, like, sympathize with her. And he's like, they say horrible things about me. They call me, like, a pole smoker and, like, a, a, like a sloppy bottom boy. And <laughs> and then, like Haley Joel Osment's sister, what is her name? Emily Osment. Emily was, Joel Osment. Yeah, right. but she's like, but the things they're saying about me aren't true. <laughs> <laughs> but you are gay. They're calling me a fat hooker. It's, I do not have sex for money. I have sex for jewelry. Right. And then, so the highlight of the movie. God, it's so good. She gets to a point where 
she's so depressed and she's reading all these things and it's coming at you in the movie and just like fat hooker stupid whore you know all these voices do they do it, like, are in text her head style exactly like, I'm there for a while. yes okay. and it's all these messages coming at her and it's her sitting there just crying clicking through and she can't stop reading it and then she records a video and she was like you think I'm useless well fine I think I'm useless too and she was like you won't be seeing me anymore and her friend sees that and she like the friend is like oh my god we have to get to her so she calls her mom and they rush to the house and then they go in you think oh my god this girl shot herself or yeah. she's dead she yeah. was murdered and they like go to the bathroom and they like open the door and she's in there crying and she, <laughs> cut, her, she cut her hair off no she has a pill bottle and she's like I can't get it open <laughs> oh my god best, best ever we oh, could not stop laughing. She's too, she's too much of a stupid hooker to even she, open a pill she bottle. She can't read the child <laughs> seal. And then it turns into one of those movies where, I mean, it's obviously an ABC family movie, so they, she has to go to the hospital, and the doctor's like, well, I actually run a support group for Cyberbullying Teen. <laughs> That sounds amazing. He was like, you don't have no idea. One in ten teens is actually bullied online. It's giving all the... Visit your local library for more... (laughs) Visit your local library for more information about fat hookers. And it's giving you all... Yeah, 800 uh, numbers just flying God, across the it's screen. It's so fun. So that was... Yeah, I definitely recommend it, even though Ooh, I told you the writer everything. also did The Pregnancy Pact. And oh. she did all the Lifetime movies that I've seen. Yeah, exactly. I knew yeah. you would love this. So even though I told you everything, watch it's it. It's still, totally. I'm it's there. so good. Um, the other thing I watched was Watchmen, the director's cut, recently. Oh, I just got the you, urge. Oh, you just watched that. Yeah, and was you, you I, was that the last episode you oh, were talking no, you, about? Oh, no, she, she watched Sucker Punch. Oh, that's right. Well, I knew you yeah, were talking I mean, about. I do, watch, I do watch the Watchmen on the reg, so, I mean. So you've watched the director's cut, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It doesn't really add much, does it? Other than make it longer and more boring. I was just going to say, other than length, no. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because I, I like Watchmen. I love the, the graphic novel. I love the, loved the movie when I saw it. But this director's cut just made it longer. I feel like what they, what they kind of left out um, was left out for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. I actually well, got they added in, like, the comic, right? The Black Freighter? No, like, one reference to it. I was expecting that's something more. Something different. Yeah, that's different. I mean, there's... Thing? How many there's hours some... of this thing is yeah. there? Well, when they integrate the Black Freighter stuff, that, that was a separate disc. I'm sure now you can... I, I don't know, actually. Maybe I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, if it's over four hours, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can get them all kind of mushed together. I've still never seen the Black Freighter. I haven't either. How did they... Did they film it live action? No, it was all animated. It was animated. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. I, in in the, the director's cut, there's a scene of somebody actually reading it, yeah. uh, reading the Black Freighter comic. Okay. Yeah, That's the yeah, only yeah. reference, yeah. Hmm. Um, but so, oh, and also, let me just say, uh, well, it, they, it's, what's his name? The pedophile. Pat He's uh, always oh, a no. pedophile. He's always a pedophile. Jackie. Always a pedophile. Jackie Earl yeah. Haley. Yep. I, I yep. realized watching uh, it. This, Nightmare on Elm Street yes? and Little Children. Yeah, and wait, isn't there one more? Probably. Probably. Just look up pedophile and he'll exactly. like, like IMDb, key, IMDb keyword pedophile and right. he'll probably come up for every movie he's done. But don't do that unless I'm you sure want to be put nice in a special I'm sure he's nice in real life and probably does not molest children, but he's had Probably. But watching it this time, I realized he's, that's not him ever. Every time he takes his mask off in this movie, there's a cutaway to it's somebody starts to take the mask off and then it cuts away and it's him. So not once when you're seeing that person in the mask is it actually Jackie or Haley. I'm willing it's to bet you voice, dollars though. to donuts yeah. that that's never him doing any of the stunts or the know. walking or the talking or even eating beans. I bet that's 
I was really. Well, don't crush my dreams now. <laughs> I, 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 there goes my sexual fantasy of the night. <laughs> oh my! I didn't want to go there. I'm like, shit. Watch it again sometime, and you'll see. It's definitely a Spider-Man thing. Every time <laughs> that he actually takes the mask off, there's a cut when he does it. Yeah. So it, I only watched <laughs> it one time, and it's just so long. It is really long. Do man. I do enjoy it though, but it's uh, oh, but it has the worst performance of possibly the century. I would put it on. Malin when did it come out? Yes, it yes. came out 2009. Caramel. To me, she kills that movie. She, Oh wait, no, she's, she's not bad. No, I'm good in Carla Gugino. Oh, oh, she's really bad. Now. She's ridiculously bad. I don't remember bad. her being bad. I just love um, her because she's Jason, Beverly Hills. Jason, I don't know if you're. Do you like her? I do. I normally do. Okay. She, she is, but sometimes when she's really bad, she's really bad. Yeah, well, I've only, I've saw her, like, the thing that made me like her was Miami Rhapsody with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, she yeah. was super cute <laughs> mm-hmm. in that, and, like, there was another, sh- she did a show that was, like, Karen Sisko. Yes, Karen yep. Sisko, adorable, mm-hmm. great legs, sexy. Mm-hmm. This, she's playing, like, it. I think it's the makeup that really, hint- she doesn't know how to play an old <laughs> yeah, woman. the makeup well, the, is really terrible. The problem with, that I have with that movie in general is that Zack Snyder can't actually cast unattractive people. Right. Because, um, or like, I love Patrick Wilson. If you're going to put Patrick Wilson in a movie, I'm there. Right. If, you, if he's going to take his pants off, I'm really there. Yeah. But he he is not my Dan Driver, yeah. friends. He's, yeah. That character is supposed to be like over-the-hill superhero, can't actually do these things anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucking Patrick Wilson. Like, right. the man could bench press with well, his ass. Yeah. They trumpy him up for like 15 minutes, and then and it's like... And, you know, and he's immediately you know. nude, and you're like, all right. No, no, no. He's, I guess well, he was still hot. like secretly lifting weights. <laughs> yeah. But And the same thing with Malin Ackerman's character. Should be older and isn't, and... So it's like that whole, I feel like he probably just should have cast an older actress for that part. Right. Because Carla Gugino is still, like, you know, yeah. they young. Sh- and they should have just cast yeah. somebody to play the younger one and then cast an mm-hmm. actual older woman. Yeah. Because well, there's a, this scene where she's talking to her daughter and she says something like, let me tell you something, cupcake. When life grabs you by the balls, you got to look it straight in the eye and say blah. And then, like, it's, it's as if she ever... <laughs> So that was awesome. It's awful. <laughs> Everything she does, you can tell, like, what the director told her to do. Yeah. And, like, that's the sign of a bad actress to me. Because, like, you know that Zack Snyder was, like, okay, I want you to look wistful in the scene. And she's like, wistful. And he's like, be angry. And she's like, oh, angry. angry. And it's, like, kind of like that thing where, you know, Joey on Friends would be like, sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also that... Um, her, most of her scenes are with Malin Ackerman, who's just a piece of wood. Just, I know. A very pretty piece of wood. You know, did you watch the comeback on no. sh- on HBO? Did you watch that, Christine? No, I did not. That was the uh, Lisa Kudrow one? Yeah. Okay. If you have HBO Go, it's all on there, the entire shit run. I think it's only that one season, I think. I think so. And um, But she was so good. Malin Ackerman was huh. on there, and she was like a young, bubbly She's really funny sometimes. Yeah. She was, like, exactly like Cameron Diaz, like, full of energy, yeah. and she was really blonde in this, and, like, great body, and super cute, yep. and adorable. And it's just, I don't think she has much range. She could yeah. do that. Yeah, and she, she probably wasn't else. directed well. Yeah. Yeah. So, poor thing. But anyway, Watchmen. And the last thing on my list, I'm sure there was one more. What was the other one? That, oh, Sherlock. It's not a, technically a movie, but have this either of you the, watched it? I know. Yeah, I'm, I haven't I seen um, Series 3 yet. Jimber but Bunch or whatever. J- Jimber, Jimber Bubble I, Cumber <laughs> Bamble. Yeah, I've seen the first two series. I haven't seen the third one yet. I, I know yeah. it's airing on the BBC. So, like, I've been got so much pressure to watch it for a really yeah. long time. Eric is a big fan. Exactly, and so many people were. And like, I have to say, like, the performance is really good, and the chemistry's there, and I like the actors, and et cetera, et cetera. But the problem with a Sherlock story is that it's 
it has to be too smart for its own good. Yeah. Because Sherlock is such a genius, you can't just have a regular mystery. It has to be something that's so fucking convoluted. It's why convoluted. I used to hate mysteries. I hated mystery novels. Because I'm like, oh, great. I read this... I, I'm like trying to solve it, but I can't because right. in the end, there's something stupid that I'm, I'll never figure out. And it's why I actually really liked Agatha Christie books because you could figure it exactly. out. Exactly. And the same thing with Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote. You can, if you pay attention, you can solve it every time. Mm -hmm. But it's not so easy, and that's so that's why yeah, I haven't done the Sherlock thing. There's an episode of Sherlock, the third episode of the first season. Um, series, excuse me. British. Sorry, it's oh, British. Uh, the the first, the third episode of the first series. I watched the entire thing. Was sat and watched every part. I didn't like skip anything. I still have no idea what happened. Yeah. Not a fucking clue what happened. People were blowing up, and then there was a guard that was killed, and there's a piece of, a piece of art that was forged, and like somehow it all ties together, it's and I have no idea me. what happened. So I like. Bandy Doo Cumberbunch, mm -hmm. and um, I like the guy from The Office in the UK, and like it's a great okay. cast, but I can't support the story. Okay, so you do not recommend this? I don't recommend it, okay. unfortunately. I'm gonna watch the next season just so people will shut the fuck up right? about it. Um, and there, we really Doctor Who people do the same thing. I know, fairness. but they're only three episodes or an hour and a half long, so it is a little bit of a commitment. But I can do that in a, you know in, mm -hmm. in a in between poops on a Saturday. Okay, I hear you. So recommend it. That's all I've watched. That's all I'll say. All right, uh, Christine, what have you been watching? <clears throat> um, my list is an absolute embarrassment. Um, things have been busy you and hectic. Paranormal activity again? <laughs> no, yeah, five times. I watched it five times. Now I watched the in almost well the entire almost the entire season two of American Horror Story. Oh, oh okay. okay, okay. So that's kind mostly what I've been doing and reading books. But um, in between, in between doing that, I found time to watch the Fog remake. Oh, I saw that on, on your Is Twitter. It as I saw like 10 minutes of it once. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Is it as bad no, as... No, it's so awful. There was no point. Why do I hate myself? Yeah. You've been really hurting yourself with movies lately. Um, It's going to continue. I then watched The Texas Chainsaw 3D again. This is the second time I've seen it. Which one is this? Is this the is new that one? one that, it's one that this just came out. Right? Brand new one. I saw it in the okay. theater, and I absolutely hated it, so I decided to watch it again as soon as it came on instant. That's what yeah, I do does. that, too. Well, I mean, it was bad. Uh, and then <laughs> I followed that I like up. bad movies, but you, you're more sadistic about it. Yeah, what you like doing? them for the fun. Yeah. You like them for the pain, Christine. I think I do. And then the I pain. watched 1992's Robin Williams' Vehicle Toys. <laughs> Oh, I goodness. love that movie. I love this movie. I gave it an eight when I rated it. <laughs> My dad loves toys. I'm not even up front. I legitimately I really love like it. I love the production design of it. I like. There's so many funny parts. Like I still like. I consider a movie good if I steal a joke from it and use it regularly. That's fair. So it now when remember the lot part when they're running down the hallway and he's like, oh, what do you think the red lights mean? And then the sister uh, Joan, Cusack. Joan Cusack says, well, red usually means. Uh, danger or beef if it's a bullion cube. <laughs> so funny. I love that joke and I use That's that every really chance good. I get. There's a few that are really good like that and LL Cool J is actually super funny. He's always super funny. He's LL and, Cool J. Yeah. And I, I really, really like that movie and then when they, I don't know if you remember the music video part in it when they yes. they, they do the music video. Yeah. Excuse me. As a the kid. name, the name of their musical outfit is Steve and Yolanda. And that's like my favorite Best name pair names ever. And I just I've seen it again. Was like, yeah, I gotta start doing that. We gotta start using that. 
You know that whole scheme that they do to like would play the music video and they're like, yeah, they to break into the thing. Yeah. When you think about it, that was so pointless because they absolutely they wheel the mirror up. All they had to really do was distract them so they could wheel a mirror up well, to make yeah, it look like. How much time did it take them to do the? Music I know video? exactly. And then they put on a fake music video and then they sneak out while the fake mu- music video is playing. But like they could have just like put a fake mirror up and then walked behind the mirror. That's all mm. they had to do. It was it was needlessly um, elaborate. Yeah, yeah. It, it, to be a lot, sure. A lot is, but you know, the, on do you ever listen to How Did This Get Made? That podcast. Yes. They did that on How Did They Get How Did This Get Made? They d- did mm-hmm. toys. That was one that I just did not agree with. I'm like, huh. I just don't think they understood the movie, and I don't want to seem like I'm so smart. Yeah. Um, but I just the stuff they're making fun of is the stuff that I loved. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, that movie tries really hard. Like that general having really a black special. son. Yeah. That's like it's not. They were making fun of that for being ridiculous. I'm like, no, that's kind of the point that it's yeah. ri- that it's ridiculous and funny. So anyway, I love that movie. As do I. Who so to you? I'm glad. I'm glad there's someone someone else out there because I catch a lot of shit for how how much I enjoy that. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Robin Wright was adorable in it. Robin Wright's in it. Yeah, yeah. she's the love interest oh, of Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah he's. I just didn't think I could take the fact that Robin and Rob. I don't know, that's he's fun. he's a nightmare in that movie though. Well, he's in full Robin Williams movie. Oh my! It's like it really, you wonder how long he, he he went on, and they how how much they cut it down oh to get God. where they were. Yeah. Like, oh, he must be the most annoying actor to be a director to. Oh Dude, God. I was Imagine. thinking, I would want. I don't think I could be around him. No. I would just, I would just walk away. Like, like just, please no. stop. Because I mean, most like I guess it's worse. Like what they always say is like it's always better to be able to bring it, pull it back, than it is to go out like right. if, you know if you're an actor like a model on America's Next Top Model that's always the thing it's like no no, no go big because we can really get in yeah. but if you're not uh-huh. going big we can't do anything but with Robin Williams it really just must be like just pain all the time and I'm sure he's lovely but yeah. no I think he's a racist <laughs> is he? how? really? I'm, I'm, I think so you mean just because he does that black voice like that man <laughs> <laughs> isn't that reason enough but no that's not what I was <laughs> let me. Let, I have to ask you two a question. So last night, real quick, I just want to interject this. We were. I went to trivia, um, which we do every Wednesday, uh-huh. and the last round of the night is called the Common Bond round. And so, you know, I used to do the same yep. thing on the podcast. Podcast, basically, <clears throat> nine unrelated questions, and the answer to each one gives you clues as to what the answer to number ten is. So the first two answers last night. This relates. The first answer was Robin Williams. The second answer was what is the name of the evil org- organization that they're fighting in Get Smart? And it's Chaos. Okay. So what would you think, just based on those two, what would you think that the Robin common... Robin Williams bo- and Chaos? Robin Williams, Chaos. Robin Williams. <laughs> right, well, there's, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> I mean, Jack. How about you, Christine? I have, I have no idea. As soon as I saw those, I was like, <gasps> fucking Jurassic Park. John Williams... Oh, and chaos, theory. chaos theory. I was okay. so proud of myself for getting that yeah. in two answers. Then it turned out I was totally wrong. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, I was so just. So now, if you ever do a trivia quiz, that's going to be the common battle. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had never been more thrilled, and then it turned out to be something completely different. But I just wanted to see if you'd get there. Anyway, that's all. No, we're not as smart as you, okay, Jason? Obviously. There. So sorry to interrupt, Christine. What else have you watched? That, that's it. I, I, it's been okay, depressing on that end. <laughs> what have you been reading? Anything worthy? Um, I am almost done with World War Z. Oh, right. nice. 
because you know i like i told emily it was it was about time um there really isn't a lot of female representation in that book huh no that's a good point i mean there's a few there's like a fem- the female soldier who um like gets like trapped um and there's a female mayor in Alaska, I think. Yeah. I Did, are you talking about the by female soldier? Do you mean the female um, pilot that that parachuted down? Yes, that's who I'm thinking oh, of. See, I've oh, asked yeah. three boys about that, and they don't remember that. And that's the first thing you bring up. Huh. I was I was deeply moved by that. That I was the big story. Yeah. I and was, it, and it's also one that's very much about her being a woman. Yeah, because it, and, like she has um, the like radio conversation with another woman, and she talks about it how like there's this woman who keeps saying you're tougher than them, blah blah blah. blah. Like it's actually a very empowering story. Uh. Yeah, it's strange because um, I mean I've brought it up a couple times to people I know that have read it, and they look at me like that like that's the one you. Read? I honestly forgot it until you said it. See? I think I might be a misogynist and a racist. Oh, oh my oh, god! Yep. So much is coming. Robin out. Williams. Learning it all. Yeah. Learning. I am it all. very hairy. <laughs> um, so so that's all so you've been reading that yep that that's it for me okay. i'm uh, you know life and stuff i hear you yeah. how about you em what have you been watching um well you can see actually because oh, i wrote actually. down on the list right in front of me Ooh. Uh, <gasps> oh my god few. i'm excited <laughs> really excited about my list okay well the, is the first one the one that's yes. exciting yes i had never seen this um both brad and i are big um steve steve martin fans did i loan this to you no, we have the the disc that has like LA Story, All of Me, and oh, I have that disc. I thought that's oh, why yeah, I loaned yeah. it to you. Okay, awesome. um, so I watched All of Me for the first time, which oh, I've never seen. So good. I love. Yeah, I loved it. It's uh, it's such a like fascinating like movie time frame because it's when Steve Martin met Victoria Tennant, right? Who, of course, uh, LA Story is all about like his love for her, basically, mm-hmm. and then she left him for Scientology, yeah. which is in Bowfinger. So, like, you know, uh, Victoria Tennant's a big part of yeah. Steve Martin's life. Isn't? And it's when Lily Tomlin could still play straight. <gasps> totally. Yeah. And she's so good. She's so good she's in so this good. movie. I, can I, can I tell you a quick please. story? I got in trouble in second grade. I was hanging something up on the wall, like a picture mm-hmm. that I had made. And the teacher came by and she's like, why don't you use the step stool or something? Gave me some, like, tip. And I said, good point, toots. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like Steve Martin. Because I had just seen that and I got in so much trouble. That was the start of your massage. Exactly. <laughs> so this is another one. Like, if I steal a joke and yep, use it, that's, that's a sign one. of a good movie. I love this movie. Yeah, it's great. Have you seen it, Christine? No, I have not. You oh, should. It's so cute. Yeah, it's very, like, tonally, it's very, to me, similar to L.A. Story. And I love L.A. Story. Yeah. It has that same, like, it's it's very, it's just really funny. Um, Steve Martin is, because what, um, I think read Roger Ebert's review, and he made a really good point. It's a ridiculous scenario played out straight. Yeah. And Steve Martin plays it straight until he's, you know, half possessed by Lily Tomlin. And he gets to do, like, a lot of really good physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just funny and clever. And there's a bunch of random people that show up in it. His girlfriend is the woman from Funny Farm, the wife from Funny Farm, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. And um, Victoria Tennant, she's playing basically the character that's the progenitor for Flowers in the Attic. The oh, Flowers yeah, in the Attic character totally. just that awful, rich Completely. bitch. It'll do anything to mm-hmm. get money. Oh, it's so so much fun. You have to see this yeah, movie, Christine. Yeah, I think you'd really like it. <laughs> really? Yes. All right. I will add it to the queue. Good. Um, I watched the original Piranha, or Piranha. As, in the movie, the scientists say Piranha. Yeah. And all the other people say Piranha, so I guess I should pretend to be smart now and say Piranha. Okay. Um, it's really not very good. No, it's not. No, it's, I mean, it's fun because when you can see Joe Dante in it, it's fun. Like when Dick Miller shows up, suddenly right. it's like, oh, this is really fun. But like when it's just kind of playing it straight, 
it's really just kind of a really shitty Jaws ripoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I've never seen it. Family lore, I was, my parents had to leave the drive-in because I started screaming when they went and saw this movie. Oh. There was an attack and I was really little. I don't even remember this. God, and they, you should rewatch it because you'll see like how silly that is. Yeah, I know. Because what the effect is, like to me, it's, if you've ever like gone to a baby store where they sell those um, like lamps that are kind of a cylinder lamp and it's a shape and it spins. Oh yeah. And the idea is that like it gives you like a mosaic when you're right. sleeping. That's really what the fish effect is. It's just like piranha moving like that all together. Oh. Yeah. And then like people get like flail and blood happens. Oh. But you don't ever really see piranha eating people. It was terrifying to my three year old me though. Well three year old you was kind of a wuss. Yeah, true. Um watched uh, a movie that I know Jason has a very complicated relationship with. But many people had great things to say about it, so we turned the lights off, had a nice quiet night, and watched the comedy. Ooh. What did you think? I really loved it. Did you see it, Christine? I did not. Um, and my mom said it scared her so much that she slept with the light on. It. Um, I <laughs> so say, I don't know what to think. I won't say which member of the household, but one member of the household was very scared. Was it you? One... Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I, they were like, it. it huh, had, who like, else then? Uh, Mookie. Mookie was really. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it like it had me at moments. Like there right. was like the and like the first like real like when you know something's gonna happen. Like it was like you know my like part was in my throat kind of, and I was like ready for some shit to go down. It lost me here and there when they, the more they showed, the less effective it was. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was so good about that movie was. Um, the it was and I like I noticed it and then I just noticed the AV Club had like a really good they they've been doing a post of like things that um, different movies that Oscars should recognize in categories that they never will recognize and they made a point about art direction in this movie is really good oh I agree because you know every inch of that house yeah. by like twenty minutes in when the camera is like following someone you're like. Which, oh my god, I'm like, the sound is coming from the daughter's room. Like, I knew where it was. Yeah. Based on, like, her tor- turning a corner and, like, being like, oh, right, that's that way. And then when, like, when, like a woman falls down, like, a secret passageway, you're like, oh god, where is that in a house? Like, and you try to figure it out. And, like, that to me was, like, just one of those things that was clearly so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was directed by James Wan, who I, like, feel like I've been a cheerleader for. Because he you have. Saw. And then he did Dead Silence, which I like Dead Silence. I love Dead Silence. It's so much better than people like. I've made so many people is. watch that movie. Good. And really, just for the twist at the end, like it's good the leading twist, up to that, but yeah. it's the most amazing twist you've ever seen in a movie. Like it's not a perfect movie. It has its issues, but it's again like it's if you watch all of James Wan's horror films, like because after that, he, I mean, he did some other stuff, but then like Insidious to the Conjuring, like you can see him improving right. every step of the way. And you can see him, like, what he loves about horror and what he doesn't love about horror. Yeah. So, like, every movie, characters, when they walk into a dark room and hear a scary noise, they turn the fucking light on. Because he's probably watched movies, like me, and been like, turn the fucking light on. Exactly. So he has his characters do that. Like, in Insidious, like, as soon as shit starts happening, you watch it, like, you watch these movies and you're like, just move out. What do they do? They, they move, move out. out. Yeah. Like, so I feel like he's really comes at the genre as a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, like, he knows what works and what doesn't work and right. what, like, he finds scary and, like, he's really able to channel that. Like, even in The Conjuring at the beginning of it where the two girls have that, like, evil doll. Yeah. And they're like, as soon as it did something weird, we fucking threw it in the yeah, garbage. exactly. We were done. 
Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. However, like the conjuring just went on too long for me, and the I mean the last ten minutes to me were the weakest part. It of was, it. And it, but all, it all was also kitchen sink horror to the point where the, I could almost see them saying like, "Oh, what's scary? Like birds hitting the house? That's scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a storm? Okay, that's scary. And uh, a witch over the house? Let's put a witch in it somehow." And like everything yeah. they could think of, it was just like kitchen, just throw and shit mm-hmm. in there, a creepy doll and a creepy basement, and like there's everything. I mean, that's also how much of that is the annoying aspect of based on a true story. Yeah. Like, right. okay, well, real, in real life, there was a bird and there was a dead dog and so on. You know, and like Freddie said from Night of the Living Podcast when they were talking about the, um, uh, what's it called? The, the the one in the 70s with the Amityville Horror. The Amityville Horror, which he, is, which uh, to me, the Conjuring is a thousand times better than the Amityville yeah, Horror. Well, he said that... Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. I didn't like Amityville wow. Horror. We, we didn't like Amityville Horror, but I mean, that's so a bold statement. James Brolin's hairy chest? James Brolin, because I was really distracted the whole movie because it made me realize that Christian Bale is a young James Brolin. Oh, I can see that. It just distracted me the entire movie. You just blew my mind. Seriously. Wow. Maybe not in other movies, but in the Amityville Horror, totally. Do you think Christian Bale will mar- marry like Celine Dion or who's he? What Chanteuse oh, is he gonna marry? Um, who's annoying and ooh, who's that one that sings like opera and she was in Chenoweth? Oh, maybe. Just imagine but who's like overbearing like Barbara couple. Streisand now and a total uh, bitch? Katie, not Katie Perry. Okay, we have to think about this. Yeah, okay. Listeners, sidebar, sidebar. Sorry. Listeners, write in and tell us who modern day. Who, should, who is the modern day Barbara Streisand yeah. that Christian Bale should marry? Interesting. But Leia Michelle. <gasps> yes. Done. done. We're done. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. Tune in next week. That's right. <laughs> wow, I'm proud of myself. That, for that was one. really good. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so point wait, is, wait, I really like The Conjuring. I did not. But you had a bad theater experience. I did, but also, well, like, uh, like I started to say, Freddie was saying that his view of this family, knowing that it's all bullshit, that they made this up to sell books. That was Amityville it, Horror. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But his, oh, right. His view of that of that family. Um, affected the way he viewed, viewed this movie and my view of these two people these ghost hunters knowing that they're just like crazy people who keep chickens in their living room and they've done this just to sell books but it was Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson I do like her she's I always love, good I love her. yeah she's always yeah. good but anyway nope not for me a points off for Noah Patrick Wilson ass yeah they do not do Patrick Wilson ass yeah that is a shame ooh you're moving you're pulling uh oh okay. I'm pulling we have I'm to pulling. get our heads closer okay. Okay. okay um so then I watched a documentary on Netflix called Clean Flicks which is about... Oh, I've seen that. You've seen it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the companies that basically edit movies to appeal to Mormons, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, I mean, it's not just Mormons, but it pretty much started with the Mormons. Right. Where they just, you know, take like, I want to watch Pulp Fiction, but I really don't like the violence or the nudity. <laughs> so they, you know, trim all of that. So stuff. I don't want to watch that so at I all. I actually want to watch this five-minute version of Pulp Fiction. Do they put, like, black bars over the nudity, or do they just cut them out? In some cases, I think different companies did different things. Okay. Because Cleanflix was, like, the first company, but then, like, like <clears> anything, a whole bunch of other companies were like, we can do this, too. This sounds amazing. And then Cleanflix basically became the target of a lawsuit, because... Uh, and I think it was was it the MPAA I don't know who actually sued them but it was like you know you can't you're you're because they were selling movies that right. were not their property and they had edited essentially interesting um, but and so Cleanflix became like the target of it but then all these other companies were still doing it and so it was like you know is this on Netflix did you yes, say yes it's on okay. Instagram Watch it, the, the, it was more interesting right in a now. way to like see the kind of more business aspect of it right um, because then the, like the story itself gets kind of bogged down with like the one guy who's like an advocate for Clean Flicks who of course has like a 
you know, sexual scandal, and that's yeah, kind of like... of course he does. Yeah, and I'm like, it's like, duh. I'm like, any, I know that anybody that's editing these movies probably is having sex with 13-year-olds. Like, right. I can figure that out myself. They're having sex with your next movie. My right? next movie actually is a perfect <laughs> segue to that. So yeah, Clean Flicks, it's okay. It's interesting for, you know, a piece of uh, movie trivia that you might not know. Uh, the next movie I watched was on one of my Mill Creek packs. I have one that's that movies from, like, the 1920s and 30s. Okay. And I had this one movie on there that was 68 minutes called Child Bride. Oh, sounds sexy. Yeah. I was wrapping for late Christmas presents, so I needed, like, something to fill up an hour of my time, and I turned it on. Um, so this is, I don't know if it was pre, I think it was post Hayes Code, but it's, like, a really terribly cheaply made black and white movie about, um, I think it's Steelers in Missouri from 1935, maybe. And it's all about, it, it starts with, like, text scrolling up that basically says, you know, the filmmakers do not mean to insult or poke fun at the people of uh, of this region. Oh, okay. They really just want to bring attention to this issue of child brides. But it was like, so it was like right away they're like, just, okay, the people are kind of dumb, but we're not making fun of them. We're just, this is how it is, okay? And the movie's just basically about a school teacher that really is a crusader against the concept of child brides. Uh, and then one of her kids in her class is going to be a child bride. So it's all about stopping child brideism. Oh. It's weird. And it's from the, you said the 20s? The 30s. 30s. I yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, you've seen this, Christine? So it's pro child bride, right? No, it's pretty post. It's pretty. pretty <laughs> oh, pretty damn. Well, you had me. I, I was really like, oh, yeah. I mean, so it's. I'm. Yeah, it's like a little seedy because there is like the old guy who's like, I want a child bride. But they don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's like, the guy I want to hear talk. Well, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a weird. It's like that era that like you never watch movies from that era. Yeah. So to watch it, you're like, wow, okay. But I mean, it's it, <clears> hard <throat> is in the right place. So okay. That's nice of it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, this morning, well, last yesterday into this morning, I watched um, Steven Soderbergh's Side Effects. Oh yeah, how is it? It's okay. Um, How's that woman we hate? It is Rooney Mara who I yeah. Rooney cunt face Mara? Yeah. Who's cut to her cunt face <laughs> in the movie? Um, it's I I loved Contagion. I don't know how yeah, everybody feels about that one, but I really liked it. And so I, side effects, it's like a similar kind of tone, I guess, like that very, like, it's kind of a thriller, but it's really, like, really just a drama, but it's done in this, like, serious way where everything seems kind of tense. Yeah. Uh, and at first I'm just like, wow, Steven Soderbergh really hates the pharmaceutical industry. And then it kind of turns into something else. So you're like, okay, I guess he doesn't hate them as much as I thought he did. Wait, did Soderbergh do um, House of Cards? Is that his thing on Ooh, Netflix? Did he, Christine? Um, that doesn't sound like completely he's... wrong, but I didn't watch House of Cards, so I'm... Um... Did that, because it has the same tone, you know? Yeah, I feel like he might have Even when they're just one. sitting there, like, you know, doing their taxes, there's this... Pardon my, my type, 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 and... Yeah, it's like this, it's like, it's like the lighting, it's like that bluish hue yeah. lighting... Where and like and the I think underscore was... that's like supposed to be terrifying. When I googled it, I got something that said director Steven Soderbergh has seen House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I think he's seen answer. it, guys. Well, who did that then? All right, you got continue talking. I'll look that up. Because <laughs> that's the, that's how I felt about that show. Like even when nothing was going right, on, you're just kind of it's like so uh, tense, uh, and you yeah. just expect somebody to get stabbed right. any second. And and it, I mean, in side effects, they do. It's so hard if <gasps> just get stabbed. Uh, and there's Catherine Zeta Jones with a very like slicked back, uh, sexy psychiatrist look. Uh, oh, it's, I mean, it's worth watching. It's not great. I liked Contagion more, but it's also because the subject matter is much more interesting <clears> to me. <throat> um, but this was, yeah, just for that kind of tone. I think Soderbergh does it really well. 
the the movie itself by the end kind of felt like an SVU episode. Uh, that's Not why in you that love like it. it had like you know uh, like Joel, Joel Schumacher is that? Kevin I mean, Fincher's who I'm thinking of. Finch Fincher did yeah. stuff. Yeah. It looks yeah. like yeah. yeah. Joel yeah. Schumacher did House of Cards too. Though. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Apparently, there's two episodes. Yeah, yeah weird. Episode of House of Cards where you have like the it. big cod piece and like the nipples. <laughs> on the oh yeah, no, that's what <laughs> everything was yeah. super day glow. Oh, yeah, so and good. Just kind of shouted things. Right. Yeah. Sorry, and his niece going. came in and she was like actually average size, where he kept like, calling oh, her fat. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite she part. Put down, uh, you know, the vegan nachos. If you ask me, like she didn't have to have seconds on that. Exactly. Yeah, um, but so side effects. Uh, it's, it's on instant watch now, and it's it's I okay. It's I. I like Soderbergh. I'll probably give it a try. It's it's worth you know. It's a well made movie about something different, and it's like pretty like like oh wow, what's gonna happen now? Okay. What's gonna happen now? Okay, kind of thing, which even, is not life changing. I'll even I'll even abide her awful face. Oh god, and the whole time you just want to rip it. And I know. Twist she, it. She's just sneering the whole time. Ugh. Ugh. I know we, I sounds misogynist. It's not. I'm like. I'm not making fun of the way she oh, no. looks. It's because she's awful that she's I'm awful. like attacking she's the way she looks. I can't stand. Yeah. I don't no, like her because. Of, it's I don't. Fine. Yeah, I don't like her because of the way she looks. I don't like the way she looks because I don't like her. Right. That's the. That's yeah. that's it. There are unattractive actresses that you know. I I can look past that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah plenty. I yeah, can't of think of course. any right <laughs> now. <laughs> Who's that one that like? Um, did you? You? I think you guys talked about this on the movie on the show one time. That what was it called? Uh, containment? No, at the fast food restaurant where the girl is held in the compliance. back. Compliance. Yeah, compliance. Yeah. Did you both see it? Or did I you did. You did. The actress that was in that that played the manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was her name? Do you happen to I, know? I really don't know off the top she of my head. So good in that mm-hmm. movie. She's one of those actors like Kathy Bates, like kind of older, yeah, little heavy like set. A Margo Martindale. Just Mar- yeah. yeah. It, oh, it might have been Margot Martindale. I think it was. <laughs> no, but anyway, I feel like I wouldn't know that. But that's an actress who's not classically mm-hmm. attractive that I still that I still like. So yeah, it's yeah, like, she's so charismatic and shit. Mara Rooney, Mara, Mara Rooney, whatever. Right. <laughs> on her looks, her sister's perfectly <laughs> fine. From House of Cards, right? It was, is, is Kate in House of Cards? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'll start watching that immediately. Yeah, she's in House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Well, I love her. Yeah. All right, the last movie I watched, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Nice. I fucking loved it. Yeah. So good. Good. So good. Uh, the marketing was, I don't know if it was off. It's just, I stayed away from it for a long time because it looked like, I'm like, oh God, this is going to be like an hour and a half of like monkey torture. That means a fight. Because I all of that. the previews made it look really sad. Yeah. All the previews, it was like, here's a baby monkey. And here's the monkey. And he's friends with James Franco. But now something bad happens to John Lithgow. And now the monkey is put in a cage. And it just, I hate those kinds of movies. I, do too. I hate movies where animals are just put into bad situations. I'll never watch Project X again. Like the oh, one from I've, the Oh, I haven't. I haven't watched it since my mom tortured me with it as a child. It's horrifying. It's so yeah. hard to watch that. And that's what I thought this was. Me too. And like, and Brian had gotten it from Netflix because he like, and I was like, oh, you know, I haven't seen it. And a lot of people did say good things about it. I'm like, I'll watch it. I'm like, oh God, but I really, and like sitting there for the first like 10 minutes, I just kept like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. No, they're not going to kill the monkeys. And then like, then the monkey grew up. He wasn't cute anymore, although he still wore pants. Right. And they're like, okay, are always the monkey is cooler than everyone. And then by the end, I'm like, we're fucking dead. Yeah. We don't have a prayer against these things. We don't have a chance. Did you watch the trailer for the next one? Yes, after you told me to. Uh, fucking Gary Oldman's in it. Looks so good. Oh, God. But I, like, really, by the end, I was like, this was fucking great. Yeah. Like, just, and it moved. Like, I was never bored for one minute of that movie. Yeah, it's certainly not the best movie. I think it's just we're both so surprised by how much was, we actually yeah, did like it. Yeah, it was one of those, it was kind of like a perfect getaway situation. Yeah. Where it's just like, this is just so good for what it is. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah. 
Did you see it, Christine? I did. I wasn't crazy about it. Really? Oh. What did you like about it? Um, I just, I don't like James Franco. Like, oh, well, I mean, man. he was just kind of there. Like, I never felt like yeah, he, yeah, he was just he was just kind of there. Like he to me, he wasn't offensive because he was he was very much well. well no, he wasn't. He wasn't offensive, but he was a non-entity, and I thought the um, I don't know, the effects weren't. I didn't think were crazy good or anything. CGI was just like this is pure CGI. I mean, maybe because you had really low expectations, and then were like presently pleasantly surprised. That happened. But I had I just had like eh, expectations, and I basically was like eh, when I left. I didn't hate it. I mean, but I have no math for you. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not excited about another one. Do you know who's doing the sequel, Jason? No, directing. You mean? Yeah. You should know this. Joss Whedon. No, me. The director of your favorite movie of all time. Rennie Harlan. Wait. Oh no. Uh, McGee. No, your no, your real favorite movie of all time. Not your joke one. No, it is. What's your favorite movie of all time? Well, I have Charlie's Angels. I hate to list these. Charlie's Angels. Oh, um, Matt Reeves? Uh, uh, Matt Reeves. Oh, my God, awesome! Yeah. Oh, well, that could be kind of interesting, yeah. then. Yeah, I'm I feel like he's that. a really good choice for that. Matt Reeves of Cloverfield, that's what she was getting Cloverfield at. Cloverfield is his favorite movie. I, I was in such a, like, girl power mode, yeah. I was forgetting th- that one. You were still thinking of... Yeah, that's kind of interesting, then. I'm... He's one of my favorite Well, at least, at, least we didn't, at least you didn't, like... Like, we can say... Just say it. Charlie's Angels. It's amazing. It's okay. such a perfect Because movie. I don't want people thinking that Jason's favorite movie is This Means War. Right. Exactly. Also directed by Mick G. I don't follow his entire catalog. Yeah, it's I do just, not celebrate his oeuvre. Yeah, I just love that one movie that he did, and I thought he did that one perfectly. Uh-huh. Since then, he's off. Sure, keep talking. I know, yeah. I'm just digging a hole. Just Let's get it. out of here. Dig Speaking it, of monkeys, do you want to talk about a movie with a monkey? <laughs> with a fucking monkey named... Charles? King motherfucking Charles. King Charles. I said out loud, did she just call that monkey King Charles? Yes, she did. And I, no, couldn't have been. I just, I heard her say, take this, Charles, or something like that. And then 20 minutes later, she called him King Charles again. It would have been better if his name was like King Charles the (laughs) Fourth. Right? She had three other monkeys that died. (laughs) Yeah. But still, like, just the idea that, like, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll get back to it, but, like, the thing that really made Cutthroat Island, like, where it, like, suddenly I'm like, wait a minute, this movie has a monkey named King Charles. I'm kind of in now. I was no all over No what else happens, I'm in yeah. for that. So let's get into this. Let's take all a right, break. we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Cutthroat Island. you did there climb upon my ship 
for our first movie of the week. I, I'll I'll stop there. No, you're doing good because that's basically what Gina Davis does the whole movie. Pretty she, much, she lays it on pirate thick. Gina Davis, um, should we get this out of the way right now? Gina Davis has the. I think her range is incredibly limited. Yes. She is the kind of actress who part of it is she's a very she's very tall. She's unusually tall. She's six feet tall. Right. So there's certain roles that like she can't realistically play. Yeah. Um, I think her voice is so distinctive and there it's very deep. It's very she can't really do accents. Yeah. Or doesn't really try to do accents. So that's why she's just American in this, right? She's just American. Yeah, right. I can't remember. Was her? Right. But so was Frank Langella, wasn't he in this? Uh, I don't. I don't know. If her dad had an accent. Her dad was British. Okay. I, I feel like one other character was American. Well, you know, the thing I feel about Gina Davis is she's a very naturalistic actress. Like she doesn't put on fancy pants airs. Right. Which reason. is why when you put her in a period piece, exactly. Not, not so good. Exactly. Yeah. She's just like natural and likable mm-hmm. and fun and quirky and cute and smart. And so she's usually, when you're in modern films like Quick Change and The Fly, like when she. And Beetlejuice. And Thelma and Louise. She's fine. Yeah. yeah. When you put her. I think she's great in A League of Their Own, but she's also like a woman of few words. So it's. No, uh, see, she, she works in that era too because she's good in the Stuart Little movie. Oh, uh, right. right. You're right. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what they were going for in that. Yeah. She can pull that off, but um, when you're... No, like no. Like a 17th century pirate woman. Yeah. Nope. That's not nope. something you just, you know, roll out of your agent's office and say, I can play a 17th century pirate. You've got to do a little bit of work for that one. Work. Other than doing your own stunts. Yeah, God love her. Sure, she, that's great. Yeah, she did do a lot, but like they, like she, like you were saying, like I was saying, I'm referencing myself. We're <laughs> one right now. Right? Yeah, we are connected <laughs> at the ear. But she was like, she's like, oh, let me just finish this mead, and I have to have this ale, and let me just buckle these swashes, and like she's like, get it? I'm a pirate. Do you understand? Don't you get it? See, I have a monkey named King <laughs> right? Charles. She's really trying to show she that she's a pirate. So the whole thing. Um, so this is now an infamous film because it cost $93 million or $115 million as once you add in marketing, I think. Right. And made a whopping less than $10 million at yeah. the box office. The year was 1995. There had not been a pirate movie since the late 80s, I guess. Like the pirate movie. Like the actual movie. Like the yellow, movie. Oh, right. And um, Yellowbeard. But what was Yellowbeard? That was the one with uh, Madeline Kahn. Oh, I don't know. And, oh, it was fun. It was a comedy. It was a comedy pirate movie. There was Ice Pirates and Pirates. Like, no, Ice Pirates is a good movie. Yeah, Yeah. but there hadn't been a pirate hit in quite a while. There's that (laughs) Chong movie, too, that's like the Brothers Corinthian or whatever it is. I don't know it. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention to pirates. But, like, pirates have kind of gone comedy. They weren't action anymore. It was like a joke to make a pirate movie. And making a pirate movie is really hard because anytime you're filming on water your budget instantly doubles. Right. Because now you're dealing with water and being outside and more insurance and more safety and bigger things and all Sun that stuff. Sun and sharks and All drowning. of that, yeah. And piranha, everything. Piranha. Piranha. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, Rennie Harlan, who was coming off of, um, I don't know, well, Dark Heart 2, was, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, which is, I'm one of the few people who considers that one one of my favorites. It is. I like that one, one too. High five all around. Yeah. We, we are the best. George had never seen that one. Oh. I yeah, he'd seen that a was lot of... so the one of our generation. It was. it was like the only one that like came out when I could like actually go Me too. see it. Really, I think that's part of the appeal to it. Probably. Yeah, I was obsessed with Lisa Wilcox after that. Oh. I tried to watch everything she had done. I knew she I was realized on, there wasn't that there much. wasn't that much she was on it. Like they, they did a TV movie of Dobie Gillis, like a reunion Dobie. <laughs> 
and she played like I almost Dobie. spit coffee everywhere. <laughs> she she played Dobie Gillis's son's girlfriend. Okay. And then she was on an episode of Next Generation. Oh. So she was only like in five things, but I watched all of them. I loved her. I was Just obsessed. Yeah, so that was a great movie. Yeah, and like Remy Harlan to me is kind of like the poor man's Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. You know, like he oh, makes yeah. like big action movies with without the kind of like more like Paul Verhoeven makes really fun movies, but there is intelligence, there is satire there. Is he Swedish or something? Um Danish. Okay. I don't know about Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan is That's what I mean, Nordic of some sort. Yeah, yeah. It says Finland. Finland. Okay. Yeah. Every time, I've never heard him speak, but I just picture him like, yeah, we go in, we make oh, explosion. Like oh yeah, he does have an accent, right, Em? You saw the that documentary where they talk to everyone that ever did Everybody anything with the nightmare movie. On Elm Street DVD. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. he's got the long flowing hair, yes. like he looks like he's part such of a Nordic stud. Right. Yeah, yeah. very much. Um, so he was married to Gina Davis at the time, and they were like, "Hey, we can we can make a hundred million dollar pirate movie. It's gonna be a hit." They called this <laughs> their honeymoon. Yeah, they did this right after they got married. They got divorced <laughs> a few years later. Yes, I'm gonna throw up. But I mean, on like you think about it from the point of view, because you have to, in a way, think of what happened with Pirates of the Caribbean. I had the biggest fight I think Brandon and I have ever had recently. When we were talking about, because we were talking about this movie, and we were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was saying how that movie was predicted to be a flop. Oh, right. To which he was like, no, how, no, it wasn't. Like, it was Disney. It was based on the ride. It was Johnny Depp. I'm like, yeah, all of these were not reasons this movie would have been. I mean, Johnny Depp hadn't done a big budget, yeah. mm-hmm. in, in, like, really ever, other than, like, Edward Scissorhands. Plus, it was an expensive movie. Very expensive movie, based on a theme park ride, which, yeah, that seems like a good idea. And it was a pirate movie, when pirate movies had not done well for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's like, and really, all that same criteria should have applied to this movie. Like, in theory, great, okay, big action movie, but it's a pirate movie, and people in the 90s aren't really big into pirates. Um, oh, but it's okay, we got Gina Davis. Chick pirate. Chick pirate. The idea of it's great. I love the idea of, like, badass female action movie. But you have to actually expect people to pay money to go see her. Right. And the movie's so dour. Like, uh, I mean, every once in a while it kind of revels in fun for a moment. But then all the characters are so grimy and awful. Matthew Modine and her, they're constantly stabbing each other in the back, but right. like, not like in a cute way. Like It's he's, supposed to be a cute way. It's not, I just though. think they have no chemistry. She's about to let him drown in quicksand. He's like <laughs> digging his finger into her bullet wound. <laughs> That's <laughs> foreplay, Jason. I do like in this movie. This is what heterosexuals do. It was, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I, uh, but... I do like this movie. They got the bullets right because, like, bullets kind of sting a little bit. A little bit. Like, oh god, that broke. Yeah, the like skin. she's still gonna be hurting a few minutes later. <laughs> oh, that could cause an infection. Should oh, we give god. like a synopsis, Christine? Do you want to give a synopsis? Please. And you know what? This. Seriously, this movie's not about anything. You're right. It's just a pirate movie. No, like, there's there's map and there's treasure on this island, and what, part of it's on her dad's skull. Well, yeah. Can we and talk then, about the map? The and scalp map. Then the other two brothers have parts of the map, and then they go and find the, the treasure. This is a 15-minute short story. This is not a two-hour fucking epic. Why do, every scene goes on too long. Yeah. It's too long. It's like it's it's just like location porn. Everything is like, look at this water. Look at this jungle. We really did this. We were here. Every shot is like, score, cue up the score. Let's oh, go for five And the score seconds. wasn't even that good. Scan, scan, scan. I actually like the score because it's very big. Yeah, it, the score it's very, is epic. There's nothing surprising about the score. Everything it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. 
Yeah. It is, but I don't know. It was like one of those things that like, it, this, yeah, this is a, such a by the numbers movie where you feel it's it's very much a theme park ride movie. Yeah. It's just, okay, it's, you know, big action moment. Okay, very quick dialogue. Establish interplay characters. Big action moment. Go back to characters. Move them ahead one step. Big action moment. And so the score, I mean, I the score, yeah, it's overblown, but they I should, guess it just felt big, and I that's what I They should do for. a theme park ride based on Pirates. That would do well. They should do a theme park <clears throat> ride based on Cuthbert Island. Mm, genius. And then they should make a movie based on that theme park ride. Yes! <sighs> we just made a billion dollars. Guaranteed that movie would make a million Without dollars. Without question. I mean, <laughs> maybe we can get, um, what's his name from the social network, the Vinkelweiss twin. He can play the title character. Oh, good. It'll be extra boring. Yeah, right? Or yeah. Ugh. Wait, do you mean the actual twin, or do you uh, I mean, mean I'm trying to make a Lone Ranger? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Yes, I'm trying to make a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to make a, a very complicated Lone Ranger joke in which Arm and Hammer, Arm and Hammerman, Shimmerman, <laughs> essentially gets to play the Cutthroat Island. I thought you were kind actually, of the way the Lone Ranger. He's the Lone Ranger, but not okay. I thought you were Didn't actually work. saying we should going. get the Winklevoss twins and then just <laughs> fuck them over at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> just say like, no, we had this idea. This was our serious. Go back and listen to our podcast. We came up with it right then. I mean, we didn't publish it yet, but it, we were. <laughs> Right. It See, look at the file name. Um, yeah, it's but oh, okay. It's like some like random weird things we get. One being the fact that for half of the movie, Gina Davis is walking around flapping around her dad's scalp. Yeah, that's it. that's pretty fucking gross. Uh, the prop also changes at least twice. I think it changes yeah, three yeah, times. Right? If you scalp somebody, that thing is going to change color and shrivel. But it got it's bigger. I mean, you salt it, maybe, and it stays like... But no too much. What? I don't know how much how to preserve <laughs> I, I read skin. books. Jesus. I mean, because you got to preserve it. It's, it's like it, jerky. It got, it got bigger, now. though. Oh, there was a point where he whipped it out, and it was bigger. That's well, all. that's also the Frank Langella effect. Which, can we say, kind of this movie, yeah. Langella, right? Nice arms, salt and pepper daddy yeah. bear. Really? Yeah. I thought he was being really inappropriate to his niece. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, so did he he rape her as a kid? Because, like, he was like, you were always afraid of me. Like, there were yeah. a couple things where I'm like, I think there might have been some child abuse going on here. It was weird. It yeah, was, there was, like, this really weird sexual tension between him. I have to make a confession. I started this movie last night and around like 10.30 we went and played trivia and then I started yeah. it and then George was like, hey, let's go walk the dogs. You want, want me to pause this? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, this movie we'll is two up. hours I'll long. I'll I know can... exactly what I missed. <laughs> exactly. A lot of scalp flapping. Yeah. I was like, there's, there's, it's two hours long. There's no way I'm going to pause this oh, movie. Yeah. So I missed, I missed that part. I didn't know there was any, I didn't actually know she was his niece <laughs> until this moment. Interesting. It now that does the make it creepy. It dynamic. Of yeah. <laughs> there was like, this really creepy thing between them. It was I weird. Yeah. There is like, there's like a tension and it's, Ooh. it would be fine because it could have been like, again, like I'm looking at this in a way where I'm like, I respect that they, because Gina Davis is a pretty proactive feminist. Like, after she did A League of Their Own, she she started a, like, foundation that's all about, like, basically empowering, like, girls and women and, like, helping them to, like, match them with mentors and the idea that, um, like, movies should have more than one female character and all this stuff. Right. And, like, she was in that documentary that both Christine and I talked about last time, Misrepresentation, where she even talks about how, like, when she watches movies with her kids, she's always asking them, like, you know... How many how many female characters were there and stuff? So and like you think of this, you think of League of Their Own, you think of Longest Goodnight. Clearly, like she's into like I want to play a strong woman, which is badass and awesome. Yeah. Except it's 
boring in this movie. Yeah. She could have been a dude and it wouldn't have even, even Well, mattered. I do like the fact that it was just written as if it were, were for a man. At yes. the very opening scene, the guy that she just had sex with tries to double-cross her. And right. then she's just like, I knew you were double-crossing me and I so fucked you I anyway. And, you. <laughs> and I took your bullets. And then she just jumps out of the window. Yeah, like, that's something that's that cool. like you'd expect from Bond. Right. That's you know? true. That's so true. I like that they, they didn't like hedge bets and they didn't mm-hmm. try to like maintain her virtue or right. any bullshit like she's that. She's a fucking pirate. Yeah. yeah. She would be screwing everybody. Exactly. Of course she screwed Frank Langella. Yeah. I love the that. Pirates do. Yeah, I love her. Like, she's the, the high point of this movie for me. Like for, I want her to be. Well, I mean, I don't know that she is. She's just, it's just Gina Davis as a human is the high point. Just yeah. I like seeing her. I and like I, her, and I, I just, like knowing that she's. Wish I like. I just. I wish I found her to be a more compelling actress. She couldn't sword fight in this film. Did you notice how many times they? They was just kind of a close up on her face and her arm moving off <laughs> of screen. Like you're supposed to believe that she's sword right, fighting right. over there, but she wasn't very good at it. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot, and there was a lot of sword fighting. I love your next note here. Which <laughs> Emily, one? Emily, uh, what was up with Matthew Modine's... What, what kind of, the fuck accent is he? He's like sort of British, but not... He sounded like American. a little wiener. But was he trying to be British? Was he trying to just not be the same as everybody else? But yeah, he, he kind of sounded like this. Yes, I'm talking yeah. like this, a little back from my nose. it wasn't sexy. <laughs> no. It, um, and it sounded like everything he did was like ADR. It sounded like it was all overdubbed for some yeah. reason. It's not like it was coming from off screen. Somebody was talking for him. It was like, who weird. was it? Was it Andy McDowell, who her first movie, she did a Tarzan yes. movie, and they just redubbed all of her dialogue? Because they're like, we can't understand your fucking southern accent. With, uh, what's her name? Uh, With Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Yeah. Did yeah. you know that, Christine? No, I did, did not know that. your mind yeah. a little bit. Shock of all shocks, Andy like, McDowell, not a great actress. <laughs> what? We, we watched that movie where she was really good in it, though, right? Bad girls. Oh, right. Uh-huh. That was a joke. Uh-huh. When, I, when, well, when I was watching Cutthroat Island, I, I thought to myself, this isn't as bad as Bad Girls, though. <laughs> I thought to myself, you know who we need in this movie? Andy McDowell. You know, for years, I always confused Andy McDowell with that singer who the guy liked her at the carnival. Um, what's her Amy, Amy Grant? Grant. <laughs> Yes, I thought they were the same person for years. I can't believe you said the guy liked her at the carnival, and I'm like, yep, I know exactly what he's talking about. (laughs) That's the premise of that video. But but, like, I thought they were the same person for years. That's completely off the topic, but like, they don't they look alike? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I I love Amy Grant. Probably a better actress than Andy McDowell. Yeah, probably. Um, Now Matthew Modine. Let's talk about him in this movie. We already said nothing to talk about. Uh, now, apparently, um, I have some trivia on there, because, like, every actor in Hollywood was essentially offered this part before him. Uh, IMDb says, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson, Jeff Bridges, Ralph Rafe Fiennes, Charlie Sheen, Michael Keaton, um, that Michael Douglas was originally supposed to play it, except that filming got delayed, and also he, I think, essentially wanted a bigger part than um, Gina Davis. And I feel like Michael Douglas would have been perfect except he's like three feet shorter than Gina Davis so that Mm -hmm. wouldn't quite have worked um but yeah Matthew Modine was not the first choice by any means I you know I used to like Matthew Modine I I I love that movie Gross Anatomy Mm -hmm. he was so good in that and I had high expectations for him but he doesn't have much range I don't I think he's just really unremarkable yeah I think he is just a very I've never seen him like really and part of it maybe he's just never had like a great part but I've never seen him be anything other than mildly interesting. Yeah. He's kind of like the Nancy Travis of actors. <laughs> oh, oh, sick burn. But with Boom, with roasted. Not as good hair. Are you a are you a Modine fan? Well, I'm just I'm just 
skimming through his IMDb, and really, I know him mostly from Weeds, I guess, which I don't know what that says about me. You don't remember He's, Luke, where he played the dog that got reincarnated? Or the husband that got reincarnated in the dog? No, he. this man has 82 acting credits, and what you just said just got made up. No, you made it. 90, like 95, maybe? He's a husband uh, who's inattentive. I think his wife might actually be Nancy Travis, now that I'm making my Oh, action. weird. And he dies, and he comes back to life in the form of a puppy. So it's like Jack Frost with a puppy. It's like Jack Frost with a puppy, or oh, also God, birth Jack. with a puppy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, without the weird molestation. Oh, yeah, there you go, Fluke. Fluke, thank you. He did, <laughs> he did that the same year he did Cutthroat Island, so, I mean, 95 was a, was a good year, year for him. A good year for him. And he, another bit of trivia about the movie is that, like, he seemed, I think, like, he, I don't think anybody enjoyed working on this movie. Right. Maybe Gina Davis did, because she's like, we don't want the star! <laughs> uh, but it seems like everybody just knew this was not going to work out. Matthew Modine um, was talking about, like, some of the reasons why it went so over budget, and one of them being uh, a case where cases of V8 juice were constantly being shipped out to Malta, because Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis were, like, on a health kick. And the end of the juice, they realized that, like, they just, at the end of the shoot, they just had, like, rooms filled with V8. Because oh. it was like, just, like, one of those things where, like, things get out of hand because people are able to make demands. You might think that's stupid, but did you notice everybody else in the cast was walking at, like, a 45-degree angle? Oh, my God. I just thought it was because they were seasick. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they were off they were balance. Down. They hadn't had their V8. Totally fits now. <laughs> um, and fun fact, uh, Oliver Reed, our good friend Oliver oh, Reed. Hello. Hello, hello daddy, daddy, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Reed was originally cast for a cameo. However, he was fired after getting into a bar fight and threatening to expose himself to Gina Davis. Oh, man. <laughs> Did she say yeah? So Oliver Reed. And so, like, we could have used some Oliver Reed flashing in this Come movie. Come on. Gina Davis, why are you going to be why such a prude? Oh, God. Uh, you know who else is in this? Um, a little Christopher Masterson from Malcolm oh, in the Middle. Oh, no, he looks he's so like young. The oh, yeah, he's so young. Yeah, such a little baby. Um, and the not Ernie Hudson guy. Yes. Yeah. There's a character, this guy. You, you caught it too. You were like, is that Ernie Hudson? Yes. It's Minnie and Ernie Hudson. What's his name? I, not, um, not Ernie. He's, he's the boxer in Snake Eyes. That's what I know him from immediately. Um, let me see. What's his name? He, Apparently his name is Stan Shaw. Stan Shaw. Not. Oh. Hmm. Was Shaw. he? That's a, that's a, that's a, wait, or was he the mentally challenged guy in the hand that rocks the cradle? No, that's that, Ernie Hudson. No, that's oh, Ernie Hudson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second time that's come up today for me. Was, I just watched it the other day. It was on. Uh, I just like watched like the last five minutes of it on Lifetime. Apparently, he's in Fried Green Tomatoes, which I've never seen. Oh, I can picture him holding a baby. He. He's the one protecting the baby when the people come to take it. Or... No, you're thinking of the hand that rocks the cradle. Oh God. Because I just watched Body of Evidence, which also has Frank Langella and this guy, not Ernie Hudson. And I did the same exact thing when watching Body of Evidence. I was like, Ernie Hudson's? A no, that can't be. It's a little Ernie Hudson. And it, it, like he really looks like Ernie Hudson. He's, like a he's in Monster Squad, apparently. Who is he in Monster Squad? Oh, yes. Detect the detective? Yeah, yeah I guess. Oh. The, he's the, the, like the guy who you, as a kid, always thought was Ernie Hudson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you were like, you know, Ghostbusters. No, it's not. Oh, God. And there's Meshach Taylor in the mix somewhere, too. He's around yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, God. He's, Makes it even yeah. more confusing. Yeah. Emily, he's in um, Murder, She Wrote. Of course, of course he's in Murder, <laughs> The question was, Ernie he in everything? He plays three different characters in three different episodes. Uh, I love that Everybody about Everybody did, shows. like, a hat trick with, it, shit with that show. Like, you got a deal. Like, when you got a contract for Murder, She Wrote, you didn't get, like, one episode. You got, like, okay, one episode for the next three years. 
Golden Girls did that a lot too. Yeah. Like there was a guy who was like their, uh, he was their uncle Guido, and then mm-hmm. another episode he was like some gangster. Law and Order's been doing it forever. Well, yeah. Law and Order had it with Casey, who became the DA, originally played a female rapist. Yeah, well, they're, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But there are like. She's really moving up in the world. <laughs> 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 or is she? <laughs> That was a lateral promotion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah literally. Oh, or not. Yeah. So, all right, so what else about this movie? We're, God, we're doing anything but not talk about this movie. Why did I write bad dog on here? D-A-W-G. D-A-W-G. Because that, that dude's name is so... Is that, so that character's name? Yeah, um, Frank Langella. Yeah. That was really D-A-W-G. Trying to figure out what I wrote. Um, oh my god! Oh, so this is something I wrote. Did you notice the scene where they're running away in slow motion, and then they dub over lines? In, yes. While they're, yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. They did. Yes. They couldn't go back and like film them actually saying it. Well, it was like one of those like you wondered like if it was one of those cases where they had like a five-hour movie in the end. We're like, we gotta start cutting, exactly. and then they were like, oh no, we never explained how they got from this part of the forest to that part of the forest. Right. Well, let's dub it over. <laughs> point the audience really cares exactly yeah and i have to say like movies like this i want to go in like this is considered a huge bomb and a huge disappointment yeah. i want to go in i kind of want to like it there's mm-hmm. a little hipster part of me that wants to be like no this yeah. is actually a good movie guys you just don't know i like it before everybody else um but watching this i just could not care i couldn't get into it and i wanted it's, to it's, it's try so hard without trying hard like it put the money into yeah. we're gonna be a big ass action movie right but there is nothing original or clever or like that's and comparing it to Pirates of the Caribbean, which also, you know, really by all accounts is also a very standard. Your young hero, uh, his love interest, they get on a pirate ship, big adventure, buckles like, getting swashed. Yeah, it's the same exact story. Looking for a treasure, right. like it is the same by the number story, but you have. Like a you know a kind of you have Jeffrey Rush in there having fun, mm-hmm. you have like you know good like earnest leads, and you have fucking Johnny Depp who's like I'm gonna be weird and you're gonna deal with that, and that's why the pirate movie Pirates of the Caribbean worked not because it was Pirates of the Caribbean, but because they took a chance on being yep. like all right let's see what happens if we try to make it wacky, and therefore it's a blockbuster made by Disney but it has personality. Whereas this movie is like what they call it, like a, a camel like you know it's the it's that design. You yeah. try to, they're trying to please everybody. It's a factory movie. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to please everybody and yep. therefore pleased nobody. Please nobody. Because there's nothing memorable about yeah. it other than the fact that the monkey's name is King Charles and she's <laughs> flapping a scalp around the entire movie. <clears throat> no, Nobody has any personality. Their characters are non-existent. Um, I, keep, I, I keep reading like, oh, it's like the old Errol Flynn movies. Why are you guys hating on it so much? Well, because you know what? Those movies didn't have bazillion dollar budgets and they had time and they cared to actually create like a story and characters and, like, and you any type of atmosphere. <clears throat> like, yeah. There was there are so many scenes of the two of them of Gina Davis and what's his face just talking to each other and there are people just standing around watching them. Yeah, they, like, they have no- at one point Frank Langella even makes a joke like that they're talking to each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this whole movie is just them talking and other people looking at them. That's so true. They do stand around and talk, and they get nowhere until mm-hmm. like the end, yep. where they just decide, like, all right, we're in love now. There's not a progression yeah. of it. It doesn't seem. Or it just seems like at one point they're like, "I love you," and they're like, "All right, me too." Yep. Until I'm supposed to love you at this point, because yeah. we're 90 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And even like the ending, 
Like, by the time we got to the ending, because I, I also had a really hard time paying attention to the Yeah, movie. me too. I had it on. I had my computer up because I was taking notes, but it was one of those cases where I was like, okay, I can tell by the music that this scene is going to go on for three minutes, so yeah. I am going to check my email right now. And did you read the IMDb trivia where that it says the scene where they're in that tank where he gets trapped by the pallet of gold and she goes down to save him when they film that scene a water pipe burst and raw sewage dumped into the water (laughs) (laughs) oh what an analogy exactly (laughs) they should have known oh poor people yeah so that's it that's that's cutthroat something something whatever it's called I'm looking at the list of other like the list of like biggest box office flops Um, and there's like so many different ways they calculate it so it's very confusing um, adjusted for inflation, Cutthroat Island is number two after the Thirteenth Warrior. Wow, I didn't know that was such a huge disappointment. The Thirteenth Warrior, I think it was just—I mean, it was such a big budgeted movie, and just, there's no reason for anybody to, for enough of those people to pay to see it. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, Mars needs moms, which is still one of those like, who spent 140 million dollars on Mars needs moms? Yeah. yeah. Who thought that could happen? Ma- Apparently Mars. They really needed more. They really wanted $130 million worth of Mars. But, like, looking at the, um, like, Hugo, the, um, you know, Scorsese movie. Oh, yeah. Is, like, number 22 in the list of money losers. Um, Hugo's going to be a movie that's going to make its money back just by licensing itself to be shown as a demo movie on HDTVs. Because it uh, looks so that. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. They'll yes. be like, yeah, you can use it. So they'll scene. be okay. Yeah. Oh, look, number 18, the Nutcracker in 3D. Yes. Oh, good times. <laughs> the question is, who's, who put out money for that one? Uh, Emily exactly. bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part to help get a sequel. All right. Six let's seasons in a movie. We've talked about this track long oh, enough. Let's talk about something it. awesome. Um, the only other thing I'll have on there is that, for some reason, I wrote down chamomile tea. I don't know who said that. <laughs> no. But somebody said it, and it really stuck out to me. So I had to make a note of it. It's I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Newfoundland. <laughs> All right. So, folks, who wants to... So, Jason, we do two ratings. Quality oh, of right. life of movie, quality of life improved upon by the movie. I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I guess the quality of life, like, I'll, I'll be able to talk about this yeah. now that I feel like I've seen it. Like, this is one of those movies, too, when I told people I was doing this, nobody has seen this nobody's movie. Nobody's I'm convinced nobody's ever watched this movie. I, me, too, because, yeah. you know, when usually when something's a big bomb, like, that list that oh, you're yeah. looking at, people have seen those. Like, right. I've seen The Lone Ranger. I've seen Stealth. Everybody's I've going seen... to see John Carter eventually for exactly. the same reason. Exactly. It's yeah. going to be on cable. This movie, mm-hmm. nobody had seen it. But now I will be slightly better than everybody I know. For having and, seen it. Yeah, and also it brought me to get to talk to you two, Aww. which is awesome. So I'm going to give it like, I don't know, give it a little bit more than I would have, like a six. So that's your quality of life is a six? Quality of life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and quality of the film? Quality of film has to be like a four. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go four, it's too. Because beautiful. it's beautiful. I should probably look back and see what I gave. Um, the Christmas is almost, was it? Oh. I think I gave that like a four, so I don't know if it's fair to give this. I'll say four point two five. For I quality was, of film, you're going four point two five. Yeah, because it to me it is below average. Do you do you feel like the the direction was exceptional or the? I just think there was nothing exceptional. There's nothing good. I, I was trying to look for stuff that. like oh, the the I mean everything the design I guess like I yeah but the but, technical I'm, people like. Okay, stunts. Let's do some good sword fighting. Yeah. Let's do. Let's design a pirate ship. Let's design. Yeah, good for shots. them. 
I think all of that is good, but the pacing is terrible, the script is boring, the acting doesn't, yeah. like, connect to anything. I like, give it a four for them. Yeah. Guys who built the ship, you get a four. King Charles the monkey is <gasps> Yeah, that it's monkey gets five. a four. Any movie with a monkey goes monkey, up And a if the monkey is named for a monarch, it goes up a little more. So that's 4.25 Yeah, for me. And quality of life improved... Same thing. I think I'm going to go 4.5 because it's still less than half because, like, I sat through this, didn't enjoy it in the least, really. Um, but I can now say that I watched it. Right. So, yeah. You Christine? Christine? Um, four for quality of film. Uh, quality of life. Yeah, 4.5. Okay. Yeah. I like how much going. energy you guys put into this, and it really makes ah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it was so boring. And listen to things that I gave, like, I don't really want to give that, you know, a high score, so I'll give it a, a nine. And then I realized I gave, like, you know, Santa Claus the movie a two. Like, right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like, and I go by the Roger Ebert school of, like, I don't know, you make me give ratings, so I'm going to... Yeah. So they don't mean anything. Yeah. I love listening to your show too because there's that there's that part that I always find really interesting like how much how much effort you put into rating when it really means nothing. <laughs> but also I love like that I can say a good 20% of the mo- of every one of your episodes is Christine just making like yuck noises like <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> like verbally eye rolling like oh <laughs> this movie. Oh. Well, we pick some winners. I don't, I don't know. Dude, Supergirl, okay? I know. Oh. I loved that movie as a kid. I have to go back and Don't, no, it. don't. So, but Why? Speaking, I don't I, think you should do that. Hours long. I know, but speaking, it's I'm wrong. than Cutthroat Island. See, look, I know, Brandon look at Brandon shaking, shaking his, his head, head with such fervor. But, look, all right, I'm rocking the segues right now, so let's talk about a superwoman right now. Ooh, nice. Well <laughs> she, done. She is a superwoman. A let's, superwoman. Should we take a break, or are we just rolling into it? We'll take a quick break, just to make sure that the internet doesn't kill me. Yeah. So, we'll be right back, folks. can watch while I'm scrubbing these floors and I'm scrubbing the floors while you're gawking. Maybe once you tip me and it makes you feel swell in this crummy southern town in this crummy old hotel, but you'll never guess to who you're talking. No, you could never guess to who you're talking. Then one night, there's a scream in the night, and you wonder, who could that have been? And you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing. And you say, what she got to grin? I'll tell you, there's a she. The black freighter with a skull on its masthead will be coming in. Welcome back. Welcome back. Right? We are going to uh, cut her hair. Give it a little put on some eyeliner. Put on a lot of eyeliner. <laughs> a little eyeliner. I don't know. I, I don't even think she put on eyeshadow. I think she just took the eyeliner and just scribbled it all like over paint, her Like colored in her eyelid. Yeah, absolutely. And can we just get this out of the way? Gina Davis, I don't think she looks good as a blonde. Oh, well, her coloring doesn't look good. But it not like, it looks good because she doesn't care that she looks bad. Okay. She's just like, yeah, this She's is like, the yeah, look I'm, I'm doing. I'm badass. Yeah. yeah. All right, go with the it. cut is awesome. Oh, isn't that always the way she does it over a sink and it's just a perfect It's just so, so good. That's the way we do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's how women cut their hair. Obviously, just angrily with, like, bleach. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. 
So now, shortly after making Cutthroat Island, Rennie Harlan and his then-wife got together. We're like, hey, this movie's going to be such a big hit. Let's also do another big-budget yeah, action movie. The last production company that did our movie went out bankrupt two weeks before <laughs> the movie came out. Yeah. Let's see if we can recapture that magic. I, I think we've got it. I think we've got something here. Um, so they teamed together with Shane Black. Woohoo! Uh, so Shane Black, Christine, you are familiar with his work. I'm guessing. Yes. I am very, very pro. Uh, Lethal Weapon, right? Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapons, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, uh, well, Iron Man 3. The third one. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's the one you like with the gay cowboy guy or whatever? What's it called? Gay cowboy. No, he's a gay detective. Last action hero? No, the gay detective. Oh, he did write the last action hero. (laughs) Uh, like, I was waiting to bring up last action hero. Cowboy detective? Anything you said, no, I would have said. Forget I said action. cowboy. Just a gay, de- no, gay detective. No, I cannot forget that. What's this movie called? With uh, It's Iron Man's in it and Val Kilmer. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Kiss oh, Kiss okay. Bang Bang. Oh, who's <laughs> gay in that? Can they make uh, a movie about gay oh, cowboy detectives? Oh, yeah, he is. See, I don't see that type of thing. Oh, I didn't even notice. Good for you. <laughs> You're so progressive. The... <laughs> 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 like all his movies have Sorry. are set around Christmas time. That's his yes. thing. Yes, it's yeah. wonderful. What well, was that? Last Boy Scout wasn't was it? Was I don't know. I don't remember. I remember. Okay. I saw it once. So no, you really it. didn't. That's interesting. Why did? Because the reason I was excited to watch this movie with Brandon was because I knew it was to like. I feel like it's often discussed with Last Boy Scout, mm-hmm. and my understanding was that it's a very similar tone, and I think it is, but it's a little less mean. Yes, than Last Boy Scout. I is thought, that why you're not? A fan I thought of it Last was mean, and it's also very broy. You know, just mm-hmm. very dude broy. Yeah, about fo- oh, Last Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. A scene where the football player is trying to like force some woman to give him a head under a, okay. under the water in a hot tub, and she's like choking, and he's yeah. laughing about it. I was like, nope, yeah, not for okay. me. It's it's too broy, and in a lot of his stuff, kind of is, but it is in a very there's it's very sincere, and it's bro broiness. It's not like not in a wink, and you're like, oh okay. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, you, yeah, is this? Shit. Yeah, is this what we're we're doing in this? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not for me. That kind of. I don't really even care for Lethal Weapon much. I don't dislike I'm, Lethal Weapon. I'm gonna. I've never seen Lethal, any of them. Ooh. I've never you. actually sat down and watched. Um, it. you might. You would probably be disappointed. It's possible. I mean, they're like important films or whatever, and they're yeah. progenitors or something, but they're not that great, in my yeah. opinion. And I'm only saying good for you just because it's, it takes a lot of guts to admit something mm. like that. Like, I, when I admitted that I'd never seen a 007 movie, I felt like that, that people were going to be like, oh my oh, god, god, you have to. Yeah. But, like, there's some movie I don't need to see there, every movie. I mean, and there's so many movies that, like, realistically, when you say that, somebody else is like, you know what, I've never seen it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, today, like I have a day calendar trivia, and it's Jeopardy. And today, the answer was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And I realized I'm like, you know what? I have never actually seen this. Yep. Movie. Me neither. We should actually do it on the show. Let's. Hey, do you, did you figure out what to do next week? I had something banging okay. around, but it can we can put it off and do that instead. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Oh, yeah. okay. I won't be here, but I'll still think about it. <laughs> you should think about it. <laughs> Write us your feedback yeah. at Facebook, because we never. <laughs> uh, the so. But guess we should get back to. Oh God! Well, what are we oh. doing? Well, uh, summarize, Christine. Oh man! So Gina Davis is like an assassin, but she got amnesia and she forgot she was an assassin. And then the little girl from ER is her daughter, and she whines a lot. But in the end, it's all okay. And then she everything works out. Uh, spoilers! Spoilers! But, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Everything works out, guys. Right? Uh, does it work out well for Craig Bierko? <laughs> I don't. Know. Something happened. 
happens to him in this movie that I don't understand. But I don't know. So I don't know how much we're jumping around. I always felt like he was sort of the poor man's Clive Owen. Maybe. Oh, I can see Clive that. Owen, but he's never like he. He's a little more bland. Right. Um. He's a song and dance man. He is Great a song and dancer, which is why I always liked him because yeah, yeah, he was a music man. Yeah. Um. And he was he was really cute on the Sex and the City episode. Yes. He's the jazz guy. The jazz guy, right? Uh, but yeah, I always kind of found him kind of unremarkable. But in this, like, he's a really good bad guy because he's a different kind of bad guy. There are a lot of parallels between these two movies too. Cutthroat Island. Okay. And like just being, let's see. Uh, being locked away, she gets locked away at one point, or no, when she has to like start a fire. She like remember in Cutthroat Island, she does that with the gunpowder. Oh right, and, right. Then she, like, and this one she's got to use the flint and everything. And, yeah. yeah, and the other one. So there's that, and then there were a couple others. I should have made notes about them, but if you watch them back to back, like I did, right, you'll see a lot. You'll of see a lot of yeah. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it, this one's infinitely better. I have to say, this movie is probably in my top easily ten, mm-hmm. maybe five. Wow. I adore this movie. It's a very good movie. It. it was really enjoyable. Every part yeah. of it's good. Um, and it's one of those movies that's like kind of, on the other hand, you watch this right after Cutthroat Island knowing same director, same kind of team. Right. It's shocking because you're like, what this one has is personality. Yep. And part of it is the script, which is very clever and funny and quick. It's a very quick-witted movie. Great music, too. Music is great. And you have Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Yeah, he really... Who is just so good in this, because he's... Like, Samuel Jackson can kind of get tiring just because for a while he got very much locked into the same thing. I'm over him right now. Yeah. But this was when he was still great. Well, And, like, and in this, cause, because he's playing kind of... Um, a, he's playing a loser. Yeah. So he's not the cool guy. Mm-hmm. And he's not, um, like, in... Like, when we watch Deep Blue Sea, which, also a Rennie Harlan movie. Yeah, he's now the most directed director on this on this show. Oh, oh. damn, you're right, we've got three movies by him. Oh, man, we need yeah, to change that post-haste. Uh, in Deep Blue Sea, like, he doesn't, <laughs> he's not really viable as, like, a nerdy scientist kind of guy. <laughs> and in, but in this, like, he's just kind of a, a loser. Like, he's not that smart, he's not that successful, he's not a bad guy, but he has, like, but he is a criminal. Like and but he's just really funny and really on in terms of timing. I think like all of his lines he delivers perfection. Absolutely, wasn't his um, the woman who worked at his detective agency? Didn't she used to be on Law and Order? Melinda Kanakaragaradness. She was. She was on like CSI. Oh, was that? Yeah, she was really familiar. I didn't. You don't forget that hair, do you? Yeah, and she was one of like the judging Amy's or something. That? Yeah, was she, was that what? No, she was in Providence. Providence. That's what it was. She was on the same time as Judging Amy, and I always just assumed it was the same person. The same <laughs> show. Oh, yep. no, same skinny white a- white actress with big with curly hair. Yeah. All you white girls. I think she's of Greek descent. Too. Yeah. Um, I see that you have written down that Jackson has a great intro with her. That is the best scene when they're like busting the guy with the hooker. That's great. And he hires like a hobo. Like a, <laughs> who throws up. Yes. <laughs> it's just such a, because it's so funny and it's him entering and just delivering dialogue and you're like, that guy, like and Samuel she, Jackson, right, yep. right there. And she's pretending to be a hooker and he comes in and he's insulting her like, oh, this yeah, skanky like, ass He's hooker. like, I can tell you're not very rich based on the, based on the, <laughs> you know, the company you're keeping right now. Like, and she like glares at him when he does that. It's so perfect. And then immediately when you find out that they're together, you're like, makes sense, kind of. Yep. Yeah. Like it's just. His character is great, and and given that one scene is all you need of him with his kid, of like mm-hmm. him being like 
clearly like, yeah, he's a fuck up. Yeah. Um, and then, so then later on, you don't, you know, you get a payoff in the very last scene of his kid and it's, it's touching yeah. and it's funny. And it, and know. I would watch a show based on his detective agency with oh, her. Yes, that'd be great. Like they're like wacky adventures, adventures every week. Yeah. That would be such a good show. That might be really good. So Christine, do you love this movie? <laughs> I, I did. I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, it was very, very good. It was funny. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> Gina Davis still, there were a few points I was like, is she just reading her lines? I still, I, I but, <laughs> but she was better. She, I mean, she's more interesting in this. Yeah. I'm trying to, to think really hard about who I would have rather seen in that part. Because I really, hmm. I still, I don't think she was right for this movie either. And I don't really? know what... In the beginning, she's fine as the fucking yeah. housewife. Well, there you go. And it, that's when I when when I was like, sometimes it felt like she was just reciting her lines. Was when she does the the when, switch. Yeah, when she yeah. does Charlie, I just don't buy her. Like it just sounds like she's trying hard, but not she, trying that hard. She's trying hard. She sounds like she's not trying hard. She's really good with Sam Jackson. Um, they're very quippy, and and the banter is awesome. But when she's not with him, I feel like there's a few like stuttery moments where it's like, are you acting? Or yeah. I could never tell. And this is something that's like might not even necessarily have just been her performance. I could never really tell. Um, once she's back to being Charlie what she really thought of Samantha because like she kind of says all these things of like she hates her because she got her made her fat but I couldn't really ever know like but wait did she plan that life I like I was still kind of confused I guess where where the point came where she was 100% Charlie not Samantha like I just and I think that might have really just been the performance of like I didn't see her as a completely different person. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as there's like the, you know, obviously like you realize like she does still care about her daughter, but it's, I wasn't quite sure where she starts to care about her again. Like it almost seemed like the one, what does the daughter do? The daughter like does something kind of badass, and that's like, that's when she's like, okay, you're not that bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I felt like, again, I think it was just performance wise that See, I thought there it was, was something missing there. I thought it was written in because uh, it, she references, you know, she has sex with great Craig Bierko. We know that right. she did at one point. She even asks Samuel L. Jackson if he wants to, like, fuck her at one point if they right. want to get it on. And so it just shows that, like, uh, what's it, Samantha and Charlie. Charlie Charlie was, like, conditioned to not have any connections to anything. You bang them, you, you treat them, and you street them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what she would do. She wouldn't have any connections. And so, like, when she came alive as Charlie, she was like, no, I have no connections to this kid. Right. But then it's slowly starting to realize as soon as she sees her daughter, like, being in, being taken, she's like, fuck. No, I actually really yeah. do. I think it was written into the script that she was just trying to pretend that I she I just think her <clears throat> choices as an actor aren't ever big enough or clear enough to really see where those changes happen. See, I, I, it's going to be hard for me to critique this film because I love it right. so much and I don't see that. Mm-hmm. But it's, eh. I mean, it's a, yeah, because it's just fun to watch. But I will so allow I, I you feel to like I can, you know, if I can, I'll catch it on TV one day probably in the future and I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, that Gina Davis does not clearly show her progression. <laughs> it's just enjoyable and I'll, like, yeah. I'll let it go. But I think, like, at least from the first time watching, that was one little issue I had was I felt like, I don't know, like, I just feel like she could have been making stronger decisions. Yeah. Who's the guy that plays her ex? 
the guy that tortures her that she thinks David is her ex Morse. from Morse. My old roommate hated David Morse for some reason. <laughs> that seems like a strange thing if to hate. If you seen Dancer in the Dark, you would fucking hate him. No, he plays an awful man in that. I don't think he did. This was like like 95, so it was yeah, a long time like ago. I feel like he's been in a lot of movies where he kind of just plays, like, because in 12 Monkeys... Spoiler alert, he's ultimately, like, responsible for a lot of bad shit. Mm. Another movie I've never seen. And uh, I'm sure... I, I like it, yeah. but it's the only Terry Gilliam I like, actually. It's all right. Yeah. He's 6'4". Does not does look not like He it. looks like a small man. Yeah. No, he does not seem wow. really... Oh. But yeah, I don't know if it's anything that he ever did. I think it's just a, the culmination of him as a character actor. He always plays kind of a schlubby weirdo, and, like, he was the dad in Contact, right? Wasn't he the dad in Contact? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, you know what? I think I think you're right. Yeah. He was in um, uh, Drive Angry. I mean, that's something, right? Right. That's a thing. <laughs> he, I can't remember him in Drive Angry. He was like the, the his friend. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Was, oh, oh, he was in the Langoliers. Hey. The pilot. Hey, you guys. I really like that movie, so. You liked I mean, when I was little, I liked it. I liked the story into the last hundred pages, but... That <laughs> Stephen King story. <laughs> oh, Brian Cox. Oh, I love talk Brian about Cox. Brian. Oh, oh yeah, Brian so Cox. good. Really, I, we're spoiling it, right? I mean, absolutely. Okay, he died way too quick. I was like, he's gonna make it through. I was like really bummed because when they show him dead, I was like, wait, is at first I didn't want to believe that it was him. I'm I like, know. Wait, no, we're not done with that character yet. And it was yeah. underwater, so I'm like, maybe that's just another dead body of somebody that kind of shriveled up like Brian Cox. Yeah, that was really sad. I because he was so good and had so much He's promise. So good. Yeah. And like he I played just... that character so well as somebody who is just like <laughs> he's he used to be an agent and he used to have this amazing life. You know, but now he's living with this old woman, and she has this shitty little dog, and, and he can't get out of his fucking life, her, and he yeah. hates everything. Like, uh, make that dog stop licking its ass. Yeah. He really <laughs> like I saved the queen once, and I'm stuck in this house. No, he just love that. He yeah, was so good. Yeah, and then when good. he sees Gina Davis again, he's like, great, I can do all this shit again. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 a very underrated actor. Yeah. I love, th- this is another one of those examples of a movie that, like, I've stolen lines from it and used them for, for my own. Like, and sometimes I'm out, if somebody comes up to talk to me, they're like, hey, you want to get a drink? I'm like, no, I'm saving myself to get raped. Like, that's my, <laughs> I love that line. That's a good <laughs> So many great lines in this yeah. movie. Um, yeah, Brian Cox is one of those actors that I always cast in books when I'm reading. Whenever oh, that's had, a like, yeah, that's older, solid. Like that generation, I always go to Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah. Every once you know a movie he's really good in X Two. He's oh, the best yeah. thing in that in that two. fucking movie. I love X Two. I hated yeah. X Three, but I like. Well, X Three is terrible, but I'm, he's real I'm, goodness. See, there's that's where I get in trouble because I wasn't an X because I never read an X Men comic. Right. So I like X Men Three because it's like I do too. most people die. And I'll watch the most it. Mu- yeah, say. I'll watch it every time it's on yeah, cable. It's like my least favorite. You X Men fans, they get really mad. Oh, I know. Just don't don't start it. Uh, well, that's because it's it's. I'm not. <laughs> Let's not go down. Go ahead, real X Men fan. Get well, mad no, because it's an adaptation of a really good story, and it's got other stuff thrown into it. It's got another storyline jam jammed into it so it's trying to be three different things at once when they should have just either stuck with one storyline or made a completely different movie I bet I stopped listening before you (laughs) (laughs) so um what what else do I love about this movie Uh, the Baywatch Nights joke yeah so timestamp yeah Baywatch Nights but really funny yeah yes god I love the idea of Baywatch Nights where it kind of started with like you know like Peach Pit After Dark, it was just going to be like a little brimier, and they're like, well, this isn't working. Let's put vampires in it. <laughs> How long did it run for? It only ran for two like one seasons, year, right? I think, or maybe a season. I just love oh. the idea that, like, here they had Baywatch, and they were like, 
Okay, we have to we have to capitalize on this because the show is a hit, most watched show in the world. What could we do? Well, okay, let's think. Why do people like Baywatch? I think they like it because it, you know of the setting and the characters. Oh, obviously. So why don't we just keep the characters and set it? You know, we only cover the daytime. We'll cover it at night because really, that's why people. No, that's not why people watch Baywatch. They watch it's it. Obviously, the hassle. We had a family friend who was like in his seventies, and he used to like. He could watch Baywatch because he could have it on mute and his wife would be in the other room and she wouldn't know. And it was because, obviously, he was watching Baywatch for the reason most people watch Baywatch. It ran for two years. Wow. 95 to 97. And it had that beautiful, beautiful Eddie Cibrian. Oh, isn't he the one who um, Leanne Rimes, he left his wife for Leanne Rimes? Or the other way around, left Leanne Rimes for somebody else or something? They both left their spouses because they did a Lifetime movie together. Yeah, because nobody's good enough for him. Look at that beautiful face. Oh my God, he's chiseled. We call those dick dents. I was going to say, like, you could, like, uh, you could fill his dimples, like his chin dimples with, like, a bag of M&M's. I bet I could put my whole fist in and it would go up to my wrist. Lying sideways. You could fill that I with quite a bit of M&M's. I could face, I bet. Easily, easily. Um, I think uh, Kill Bill owes a little bit to this movie. I agree. That mm-hmm. home invasion scene. The home invasion scene is very, very... Yeah. And there's another one later. Um, is there another one? Oh, where she plucks out his eye. Yeah, like there's a couple of things in this where Takes you're kind of like... Out. I mean, obviously, like, Kill Bill is very much modeled on, like, Japanese movies, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is heavily in there, too. I, uh, you know, another reason I think Gina Davis did such a good part, good job in this role is that scene, the home invasion scene, it's so well acted where she can still do the things she needs to do, yeah. but she doesn't quite understand how she's yeah, doing them. I can agree. You know, she's like grabbing things and hurling them just right and like yep. smashing his head. And like, if she was just a housewife, she would have been dead immediately when right. this started happening. But like she grabs her daughter, fucking throws her through mm-hmm. the hole yeah. and is like opening the fridge just in time yep. to get blown back. So, But she's still uncomfortable she's with it. She's believable then. Yeah. yeah. It's really just when she fully goes into Charlie mode that I'm kind you of never like, go full oh, Charlie. don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love this movie so much that, like, a line from it, I won't tell you which one, is a password for a lot of things that I use. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotta rewatch this one. Yeah, try to figure Actually, that one I out. I give it back to you. I have to find where I put that DVD. Oh, yeah. This is an old school DVD, too. It is. Like, it's, the menu. Is it's pr- it's probably the one that I have, too. It's in, like, the cardboard yeah, um, it, case, and you're just, like... You know, DVD Creak it explosion open. or something or DVD yeah. outlet or yeah. something like I don't I'm not one that like goes for like when I when I get a DVD <laughs> like oh what extras does it have I'm like I don't care I want the movie I want to watch yeah. the movie they're like what's the aspect ratio I'm like fucking blow me shut the fuck up and let me just watch that's the movie that's the aspect ratio yeah bitch. <laughs> exactly I don't care about all the extras I just want to watch a movie mm-hmm. and so I buy the cheap five dollar DVDs we're not judging you okay thank you uh, no I'm telling no, you it's okay. people really well okay Kick them till they're Preemptively dead. Yeah, exactly. defending yourself from those Facebookers. What about the Miss Piggy scene in this movie? The Muppets Take Manhattan Miss Piggy scene in this in this movie. When she she needs to catch up with a car, so she and she gets on the ice. Oh my God, the fucking ice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Christ like, I didn't even you think have, of that. You have to understand. Like, I'm a, I'm a figure skating fan, right? And early on, when there's like a figure skating, like a skating thing, I'm like not thinking much of it. And then she's, yeah fucking catching up to them on, on figure skates. So she, it was faster for her yes, to sit was. down, she unlace her lace boots. up those yep. fucking boots, which are her daughter. Were those her boots or her daughter's boots? No, hers, because she, oh, okay. she's skating too. Remember? Hold yeah. on her skates. Tie up her skate. Yeah. No. No, it was not faster. Oh, it was, obviously, because obviously she did it. She, yeah. I don't see what you're questioning here. Uh, Gina Davis is an Olympian. How? 
she's an archer, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot about she's that. She's a little Katniss And she's in Mim- Minza? Minzies? She's in Minza. And Wait, yes. what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, she, she, she gets her Menzies. That's right. She's a Menson. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, so she, I mean, she could, maybe she also, a lot of Olympians do cross sports and do like, there's a couple of runners this year who are bobsledding. Maybe, you know, she also could do some speed skating. So that's great, but they maybe should have put it in a little bit more believably. I suppose. Did you, um, uh, did you re- read the IMDB? Can I have a Burt's Bees, oh. please? <laughs> I guess is pointing to something and <laughs> She's I'm just completely lost. Seriously, yes. So, um, the, did you read the IMDB trivia where it said, uh, that, that, that scene was supposed to end with like a triple Oh, triple axle. Yeah, yeah, and they, they tried to do it over like two days and sub-zero <gasps> temperatures and it wouldn't work. So they're finally like, she's, they're like, just I suppose it would have been out. stupid, but I would have clapped. Yeah. I would have like stood up on my couch and clapped if she had ended on a triple sow cow. One of the best parts about this movie is how just like beat to shit Samuel L. Jackson oh, is at the end of this movie. He's terrifying. Because yeah, I mean, because he is schlubby. Like he's not a Superman in this movie. And so like, and shit happens to him and he's has to deal with it. He was supposed to die. This is yeah. one of those scenes where like so he's just incredibly likable and they're like, well, if we do a sequel, we want to have him again. Right. So they saved his character. Yeah. And unfortunately this movie kind of was a bomb it made it made like half its budget back did not do well and just you know because you could have done a series out of this yeah I always say this should have had a sequel yeah and even if they did one now not with Gina Davis but if they did a straight to DVD sequel with somebody else I would watch it and I would love it you could I mean you could do a remake of it they could do a series too this would be a really good series like high school teacher by day like Mm -hmm. secret agent by night I like that just Mrs. King no scarecrow just get Mrs. King why not um, one thing that I did not, that I didn't like and kind of like is, and because this is what we were talking about Last Boy Scout. Another thing about Last Boy Scout is that it's very, like, it's very, it's very violent. And you, you know how much I, I abhor violence, Obviously. of course. I've always known about you. Yeah. But there's something to, we were talking about this a little bit, we were talking about Die Hard 2. Um, the violence, kind of the like mindless violence where people are dying and it doesn't seem to be a thing to anybody. Right. Like where there's a lot of innocent bystanders, if you will. And like in this movie, you have Gina Davis is in a car accident, a really, really brutal car accident with this old guy that she's driving home who's a friend. Um, and it's never mentioned that he must have died in that car accident. Yeah. Um, because the car caught on fire. Yeah. Dead before the car caught on fire. But it's like after that, like there's a couple of scenes still of her like in a hospital and her at home. Right. And it just seems like one of those things where like either the script or the movie just like that it's not a thing to the movie. Mm. But if I was in a if I was driving and got into a car accident and the person I was in the car accident with died, that would really take a toll on me and I'd be talking about that. I you know, I think it's addressed. She's in the hospital, but then the next thing you see is She's at home and she has that big dowdy dress on and she hears carolers. And you could tell she's upset. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, fucking carolers. Let me go take some candy to them. So it's like it had put a pall over the yeah. holidays for her. But then that's when the guy attacks. Yeah. And they're so on the road. So then shit doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't think they have a chance yeah. to do it. Um, yeah. But I never really realized that. I'm like, oh, yeah, he obviously. Like, he must, have, he must be dead. He's, yeah. yeah. He's a crispy critter now. A little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there are scenes, little bits of Charlie when she's still just Samantha, even at the beginning, when, like, you know, she's kind of bad, like when the kids are smoking, and she's like, if I see you smoking again, they'll never find the body. Just little bits like that. Yeah. Which are, like, it's funny, but, like, kind of scary. There's a little realism yeah. to that, too. So I thought she rode the line well between mm-hmm. the two. I still like the Charlie part, but I can see how you... Yeah, I, I like her as Samantha. Yeah. It's just when she crosses over, I just didn't... By the whole transition. Every time I chop vegetables, I think of this movie. Every oh, single God, time. Yes. Yeah, that's what chefs do. Yeah. I feel like if she did not change her hair, I never would have been able to tell that she had crossed over in a way. Oh, yeah, you know that's I mean? important. Whereas I think there are other actresses, and I, can't, I really can't think of who would be the right actress for this, but there are other actresses who could have conveyed that without you know, the cosmetics. Do you have any uh, suggestions, Christine? Um, I was, the first time Emily mentioned that, I was trying to think. I'm terrible at recasting things, so... I don't know, but you're right. I, in I, she didn't really have. Ugh, that sounds terrible. But like Sam Jackson had all the good lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Maybe they were playing to her strengths and not giving her too much weight to lift. Um, but but I feel like if you had gotten somebody in there that could kind of you know go a little more, like go toe to toe with him a little bit more, like when Sam Jackson is in scenes with Brian Cox. Oh yeah. They're both so funny, yeah, but scenes are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not who was big enough. in? Who was big in '96? Well, even Jennifer like, Aniston. Oh, I know. Even think like outside, like just anybody. Like even from today, like if you were to remake it now, who would you put in? This it? is a game that George and I play all the time: yeah. anachronistic recast. This one's really hard. I'm not. I'm really bad at stuff like this. That's somebody that can be, that can, see, so you were talking about The Sound of Music before, the remake of The Sound of Music. And my friend Andy brought up a really good point that, like, he watched it and he thought it was awful as well. And he said, you know, a big reason I didn't like it is because Julie Andrews is the only woman in the world that, like, combines, she's this nexus of motherly and sexy Mm -hmm. and um, something else. Like, kind of naughty, like, kind of charming. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she rides this, like, way, like this weird nexus triangle point of all of them. And, like, you need somebody almost like that who is, like, can be maternal and you would, could believe as a, as a teacher. But who can be just sexy and, and sexy badass. And badass as well. Like, that's almost, that's really hard, hard to do. Yeah. I can't think of anybody who, like, I, that I know that could do those. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody just off the top of Carla my head. Carla Gogino? Yeah, obviously she yeah, can do anything. so good. Yeah, they need to put a great wig on her and just let her go. Let the camera roll for two hours, and she'll give you gold. Yeah, Malin Ackerman. Her, don't you? <laughs> I gotta uh, think about. It. We're gonna. We're. We will take this to Facebook and, yeah. and ask and solicit because it's really bothering. Like usually, I'm really good at this. Like, yeah, me too. Or in my in my mind, I am. Like yeah, I can always right. like find someone that can do it. Um, <laughs> but this one's just really something, me. Like I can't even think who right now who I see in a movie, and I'm like, yeah, she's a badass. She's I can't even think of anything. Michelle Rodriguez. I, she couldn't pull this off. Um, uh, Anna Lucia from Lost. Fight Fast and the Furious. Oh right. You yeah, you saw she's that. Not a teacher. No. You saw that one that um. Of course she did. The I want to call it Total Recall. That's not the name of those movies. Resident Evil. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. saw the the most recent one where no, it's like wait. not her at first. No, I didn't see that one. Okay. Well, it's not her at first. And that is her, but when it's not her, she's like playing this like suburban lady, and you're like, "What's going on?" (laughs) So so no, I don't think she could do that. Yeah. But um, the the lead of that movie could. What's her name? Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. No, she doesn't have that range either. I don't know if she could do that. Yeah. Who's gonna believe her as some dowdy housewife? Not not this lady. Yeah. 
I don't see it. Okay, well, we'll in LA maybe. Yeah, go to the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, we got to think about this. It. We have yeah. to, we but all it, must meditate. Yeah, but I got to say it again. Love this movie. If yeah. you haven't seen it, it's so much fun. It's really fun. That's a duck, not a dick. There's so many great parts. Oh of this yeah, that's movie. real fun. That like just little bits. You, like yeah. that's one of the reasons this movie works so well because they put those just those little bits bits in to make give it's it that extra something. The script is really. I mean, you can. T- this is a Shane Black script. You can tell this is written. I mean, he was the highest paid screenwriter in, in L.A. for a good reason yeah. because he really did know how to craft a big action movie. That was memorable because it had good characters and good dialogue. Mm-hmm. And this one has those things. Gina Davis has great chemistry with the guy who plays her husband, boyfriend, lover, partner. Yeah. He's not in it very it's, much. No, but he, but he looks like a, I really thought it was like a, a, sh- a shorn David Strathern. A little bit. It, it looks, looks like a him. lot like him. He was totally on not. the uh, Untouchable series the, the, on for a little while. It wasn't a syndicated yeah. show. Anyway. Like this guy, you know who this is. He's been, like you recognize him. You if might you've ever, he's he is the not Ernie Hudson version of not. David <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. But he's like the taller David Strathairn. Yeah, he is the the larger. He kind of reminds me a little bit of the husband from Medium too. Oh, oh that dude. Over. It's not him, but he, a little bit like that. I can Just see like that. that kind of chemistry. And, yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. But they their relationship was written written well. Mm-hmm. Craig Beer Craig Bjerko, uh, he um I love when she tells him that he's gonna die screaming and then yeah. he dies screaming. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I didn't see that one coming. God, I just love Well, you know what I love when he does is just like whenever somebody's being tortured, he's like he's he's having so much fun playing the villain. Yeah, it's because fun. he's the kind of villain that like is really charming. Right. So the opening scene when you meet him, he's torturing a dude. But he's like also on the cell phone, and so like he's he's talking like on the cell phone, looking at the the dude he's torturing, and doing this like rolling eyes of like like I'll be like this, right. I'm gonna be finished in a minute. Like and it's just really funny, but really sick. Yeah, yeah. And I love that bit when he goes up to Gina Davis at the bar, and he's like, "Do I know you?" Yeah. And she's like, "No, I don't think so." And he could tell that she really doesn't, doesn't recognize know. him, and he's like, "Oh, oh excellent. I'm gonna have some fun right yeah, now." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's such a well written scene, and it's yeah. a really tense. I just love this movie so much. Uh, I like the, the overarching story too of like what the actual because it took me a while to figure out what actually was going on with them. Like, okay, wait, but there's a bomb somewhere, isn't there? Do yeah. I have to worry about that? And I really didn't understand the technology of it. But once I realized like why somebody was going to bomb like Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. it was like, oh shit, that's that's pretty fucked up. Operation Honeymoon. Operation Honeymoon. Yeah. Where I mean, we've spoiled a lot, so should we spoil? What? Who's? No, let it? them watch this. I okay. mean, I, I don't I'm, care if you do spoil. I just think we've gone on long enough. I want them to enjoy, people who haven't seen this to also to enjoy. Fair somewhere. enough. Fair enough. Because I don't think that a lot of people have seen this movie, and everybody yeah, should. see Everybody this movie. should. Yeah. It was on my queue for a very, very long time, and I'm glad I finally watched it. You made her bump it up. Good. Jason. So if there's three movies you haven't seen, and these, these ones you need to see, Charlie's Angels. Uh, I, I have seen that. Cloverfield. And, I, one of my favorites. And then this movie. Those are the three movies you have to see before you die. Um, and Cutthroat Island if you... No, Emily, stop! don't want oh. to live in, in, in a state of enjoyment. If you're a not Ernie Hudson completist, you need to see <laughs> Cutthroat Island. They're out there, man. I bet they're oh. out there. There's a not Ernie Hudson fan club. <laughs> it's on Facebook. You have, you have to not only do you have to like the not Ernie Hudson fan club, but you have to make a point of convincing someone to unlike Ernie Hudson's Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Your pledge when you sign up for it. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, overall, like, let's rate this. Let's rate it. All right, Christine, you start. Um, quality of film first. Go for it. Yep. 
Okay, quality of film, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Yeah, I was going to go 7.75. Yeah. I can't have it in my top three and not give it... I'll, I'll say 9.5, because maybe there are a couple things that could have mm-hmm. been improved, but honestly, it's a 9.5 for me. Oh, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's really solid. I love the script. I just think... Gina Davis, some of Gina Davis, yeah, uh, kind of brings it down a little she bit. She is where more it's of a comedic. Quite a great movie for me. She's a but. great comedic actress. Yeah. Maybe not so gr- the best action star. I think it's just her range. Yeah, for me. yeah. But I, it works for me. Mm-hmm. It, it always has. Yeah, and so. in a movie like this, where her range is fully on display because she goes from one to the other. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, quick get to the other. Yeah. Gotcha. And how about quality of life? Quality of life improved upon, I'm going to go 8.5. Yeah, I was going to go 8.25. I'm going solid 10. Why not? I just have so much fun. Yeah. I, every time. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it had me laughing. Um, it, yeah. yeah I, just loved I really enjoy it. Yeah. That's why I like your show so much. You two kick ass every week. Oh, thanks. That, that is our, our goal. Good. Yeah. You nail it then. That and to keep people from watching Supergirl. <laughs> You like female empowerment, just not just too not, much. Just not that. <laughs> not that. All right, so that was the longest good night. Uh, before we give everybody here a longest good night. Oh, nice. That see, was good. We, uh, we are just segueing like you would know. We you, are you are. like Joe Bluth. I'm not going not gonna to lie. It moved a little when you said that. That was a amazing. Bit. A little bit, right? Just a tad. Um, but now before we go, we do, we'd like to do, do we have our Netflix uh, recommendations? Oh, I don't. I do. Nope. Um, anything you watch on Netflix instant watch recently or, or know that's on Netflix instant that you want people to? Murder, She Wrote's come back. It is back. <laughs> guys, guys, I don't know if you know this. I really don't know if you know this, but um, Murder, She Wrote's back, which means means like if you were watching them on a Hallmark channel, it was a Hallmark channel, not ABC Family. Oh, okay. If you were watching them on a Hallmark channel and they aired only the first part of a two-parter and you were like, <laughs> Oh my god, but I don't understand who killed the farmhand at the circus. Right. And you never know. Um, you can find out now. That exact thing has happened it. to like nine people I know this week. You have no idea how. Yeah. Like, we were watching this episode and it just kept, I'm like, Brandon, there's five minutes left and we, we don't know who the killer is and there's no way we can find out because there's nine subplots that haven't been resolved. Uh-huh. And it turned out to be a two parter, but they didn't air it next to it. So it was. Nice. I'm patting her on the shoulder. Go back. I can hear it. I can hear it. Oh. Thank you for consoling her. She clearly needs it. Also been on three episodes of Murder She Wrote, um, and and find the one about the circus, and then we found out. Gotcha. And we still don't really understand. It was a very convoluted episode. Yeah, I hate those. Murder She Wrote shouldn't really do two parters. But, right. You know. But it's back. It's, so it's, I it's honest to watch everybody. If you if you want to be Emily's friend, go watch Murder She Wrote. <laughs> so you can talk to her about hours. it. We could drink tea. Yeah. So there's that one. Um, Christine, do you have one? Um, I actually have two. Ooh. They go hand in hand. Um, so, like uh, last she wrote. Yes, exactly. Like a two-parter. Quick interruption. <laughs> Wait, before we move off from this topic, there's a guy I follow on Twitter, and his Twitter name is Murder She Twote. <laughs> oh, that's okay. pretty. That's Every pretty once good. Every in a while, I just I just message him, and I'm like, that's seriously just the best thing I've ever read. I, I that's think the I only need reason to break I follow. Off my engagement and yes. then redirect my energies. <laughs> and his name is man. Justin Case. His real name is Justin Case. No. Yeah. No, that's. A- He's on. He's occasionally on We Hate Movies, the We Hate Movies mm-hmm. podcast. That's where I heard okay. about him, and then I went to follow him there, and then I saw his Twitter name, and I'm like, oh, I love this man oh, more man. than anything this in the is world. Be bad. Murder, she twote. Oh, anyway, geez. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think that's no. Okay. I think that was worth it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> last week uh, or last time we recorded, um, I said Prince Avalanche was on there, and you, I was like South by South, Southwest movies that oh, I saw. Yeah. A lot of them are showing up, and you were like, isn't that soon? Well, a bunch more showed up that I saw um, last year, and one of them is Drinking Buddies, oh, right. which is 
the Olivia Wilde movie. Oh, okay. Um, which I I enjoyed a shocking amount. Okay. Would and you then, describe it as mumblecore? No, do not you really. Use that term? No. Do you? I, I don't typically. I, I mean, I know what people are describing when they say that. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people kind of lay it on things that don't deserve it. Gotcha. Um, I can. I guess I don't know. It's like unhappy people being unhappy. Oh, I could get down um, with that. But it, I thought it was charming, and it was kind of. And my other one that I'm I'm thrown out there is I give it a year, which is like the British comedy with um, Rose Byrne and oh. somebody else in it that I can't remember. Um, um, Anna Faris is in it too, yeah, but okay. but it's like a that's kind of like towing the romantic comedy line, but it does interesting things. Maybe I'm so charmed by those movies because I saw them in big group settings with other people that were charmed by them. But I really liked them when I. I saw them and I was happy to see them up there. So people should watch them. Oh, yeah. I'm going to check them out. Awesome. Thank They're you. They're movies that I otherwise wouldn't probably think to watch. Well, I mean, I think there's something interesting in both of them that is more than like typical dreck of that. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Um, my my recommend um, because it's been so it's you know for I mean it's been cold here if you're in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been cold down here too. Good. How cold has it been down by you? We got to freezing. All my plants died. <laughs> no, now I Sorry, I got super upset and defensive about that. All my all my plants died, so I was sad. When I lived in Texas, that happened a couple times. We planned a trip to Mexico, and the week that we were going, it was like below freezing. Wow! In Mexico, yeah. it was ridiculous. So you know the apocalypse is coming if it's yeah. that cold in Texas. Jeez. Well, I mean, it's it was back up to like sixty eight today, so yeah, I right. can't complain too much. But there were like there were like three days where it was like freezing. Okay. Oh, you poor poor dear. Who I will play you in the movie. <laughs> My recommend is going to be uh, because it's so cold and it was snowing and stuff. It's going to be a movie that I've I've had on my like. Sometimes I keep a backup list of like Netflix recommends to have if I really can't find one. And this one's been on there forever because um, it's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a while. Uh, Liam Neeson fucking fighting wolves in the green. Very nice. Did you see it? So. Yeah, kind no. I turned oh. it off. Let me say because the way you just described that oh, sounds that's fucking not the, no. Yeah, no, that sounds fucking badass. But when I started watching it, you forget that wolves are just puppies. So oh. Liam Neeson is punching puppies in this movie, <laughs> and it just made me feel really sick. And, and I didn't like it. I'm like they are just adorable little puppy dogs, and I don't but like, like. I don't know. See, to me, what. I thought it was going to be because I thought it was just going to be like a fucking badass movie about him fighting wolves. Right. Um, but to me, like, the movie's so much deeper than that. Yeah. Like, it's actually, like, about death and about, like, what it means to be a man and, like, just, like, all the characters have their own kind of, like, arc before they die. And I just remember being like, this is so much a deeper a movie than I thought I was getting. Yeah. Um, and the wolves were just scary, so I was I don't I didn't see puppies. I saw like things that were gonna eat me. Oh, I just think they're dogs. But yeah. like you in general, it's funny how I consider myself fairly badass, and maybe you too, Christine. But <laughs> I, I think Emily is so much more badass than all of us because really? she like will always f- recommend these movies. She's like, oh, it's hilarious, and I'll see it, and like there's a woman <laughs> getting raped with a beer bottle and just horrible things. <laughs> That's Emily for you. These things that stay with me and like I can't watch them. I sometimes I have to turn them off. But you're just like it was hilarious. You got to keep going until he turns her over. Oh my god! (laughs) I can't handle it. She has a cast iron stomach. (laughs) 
So we yeah, live in Russia for a year. Yeah, if you want to see punchies, get, pu- puppies getting punchies, punchies getting <laughs> puppies getting pumped, <laughs> puppies Aww. getting punched. Watch the gray. Now I'm gonna feel bad when I watch this. <laughs> no, I hey, I like it too. Okay, good, see, right? you two are so badass. It's really, I, I felt like it was a very um, upsetting journey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now, Christine, do you do you know what we want to talk about next time? Well, I did, but let's do close encounters. All right. All right. Oh, why not? Um, I gotta think about what to pair it with. Yeah, well, you can let us know on Facebook. Okay, I don't have a quick instinct. I was hoping I. Sometimes I'm like, I'm quick. I can think of a quick thing. Well, I can take. I can take the one I was gonna do and file it away, and we can do it some other time. Ooh, well. Uh, uh, we'll figure this out later. Yeah, file yours for two times from now. Okay. Because now I'm kind of intrigued. Because I, because I, again, like both of us have never seen this movie that I feel like is very everybody's seen. I know, like the, the, I know the big scenes from it and the and the main beats and like the things that people parody or make fun of, but I've never actually seen it. Yeah, the only thing I remember was watching UHF and not getting when he makes the mashed potato. House. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. And like somebody being like, oh, it's close encounters. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what? I feel like they did it in Tiny Toons too or something, and I was like, I don't understand that. Wait, what's another movie? Is there a movie where? they use a tone to like open something like oh Goonies they have to play this certain tone they do in Goonies Masters of the Universe maybe there's another oh, yeah, that, where... both of those are right yes yeah <laughs> so yeah that's something to think about okay yeah I don't know we'll figure something I mean we I totally say... movies yeah <laughs> wait speaking of I realized silly us we did not introduce your podcast at the beginning usually it's like our guest oh, Fozzie right. from introduce yourself I... we didn't do that because we just assume everybody knows you yeah I forgot I had a podcast too so uh, <laughs> our second episode of development hell okay. is going up maybe today maybe tomorrow but so definitely by the time this comes out is it searchable it's in for... iTunes now yeah it I is I could not find it yeah okay. you can search it in, in iTunes development hell development. Um, I, I'm doing this show like I don't know how you guys disseminate the the work between you two but like I when Andy decided Emily does it all okay good when Andy <laughs> said he wanted to do this I was like okay I will do it but I am doing no work whatsoever Smart. I want to do nothing so Andy's recording he's editing he's posting he's writing everything I am just showing up and being charming you are as the hell. talent exactly hey so, me you are too the Ryan then yes. you are the Christine just like Christine see I knew I liked you I'm the talent so I have no idea when our next episode is going up exactly but we record bi-weekly mm-hmm. we're, we're we're bi <laughs> so are we kind of um, classic are we Jason. bi-weekly or bi-month we just kind of do episodes when we do them yeah um, when, whenever it works out that's kind of what we'll fall into we say we're bi-weekly but I'm sure something will come up so but yeah it's available in iTunes what we're doing is we're not really reviewing movies we're more talking about an overall theme like our first one we, it was Christmas movies just because we recorded right before Christmas and we had Michael Neal on our second one was about sequels what we think about sequels what are some good sequels what are bad sequels what should have a what's sequel what's a sequel yeah exactly <laughs> I actually brought up um, The Longest Goodnight that should have got a sequel yeah. as one of those and the next ep- episode we're doing with you you, you're going to be our That's guest right. on the next episode, is all about uh, Oscar Oscars. nominations and award season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, That's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it's not we're not really doing movie reviews. We're just talking about themes in movies and, like, how movies get made and, like, tropes in films and nice. just, yeah, for film lovers. It's a fun talk. Yeah, You'll like it. Development hell. Development hell. Awesome. Me and Andy. All right. Christine, do you have any uh, anywhere to direct the folks to? Um, like, they should go to Facebook. That works. Okay, um, that fem, uh, Facebook.com slash Feminine Critique. I don't know, search for it. Slashes. Just look for Feminine Critique. It's just, it's, it comes up, just search it. And then on Twitter, it's at Feminine Podcast. That's where we're at. Um, there's also a email, but 
We don't regularly check it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so go to Facebook. Yeah, like I, I checked it a few times and it was nothing. Exciting. There was so much spam. Oh, no. you guys. Why is there so much spam? You understand why I don't want to do it now. <laughs> and I, like, it's one thing when it's like spam, but it's like spam that's soliciting you for something and there's typos in it and that just hurts. Hey. Oh, did you, did you not soliciting me like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you fat hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you guys, watch cyberbully Cyber backslash backslash why. <laughs> that's the best. That's the one takeaway from this episode. Cyberboo backslash backslash why. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? This is the last thing I'll say before I go because I really do have to pee. But there was an old uh, website called like Spam Nation or something where he would take the subject lines of spam emails that he got okay. and then he would write draw a cartoon around them. Do you, do, no. this, I'm gonna have to find this website artistic. and I'll send it to you. This guy and like, cause one of them, the subject line, cause you know they're all written by like people in Nigeria, mm-hmm. or people who don't speak English very well. And the subject line said, well, "Nigerian prince." Said right, obviously, but the subject line said, "Me not dead." And so <laughs> the cartoon he drew was like all the people from Sesame Street at a funeral oh, and oh. monster popping out, and everybody was really surprised. <laughs> That's pretty great. I love Oh, that my. So, that would work for American Horror Story this season, too. How so? Everybody oh, I have been watching it. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been watching it. Okay. Hey, hey, Show hey, that lady. Killer, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it all. But I will send you that link because you're going to love it, and you can okay. put it on the webpage. But, yeah, that's it. Yes. And follow me on Twitter, Fozzie Bear, B-A-R-E. Do it. Uh, I'm never on Twitter, but Deadly yeah, Dolls. You should, yeah, you should follow you guys because you guys are great. You too. And you're a Power X team. I am. That's right. That's me. All right, so folks, have a happy. There's yeah. nothing exciting happening this this week. Martin Luther King Day is coming. Yeah, this is the month where we celebrate January Jones and all that she's given us. She's given us oh. love. Yeah, so wonderful. And that's really all yeah. she'll ever give us. We'll that, take it. We'll take it. That's all I need. All right, folks, be safe, stay warm, and swashbuckle. <laughs> I love you. They're having a blind of the month contest. Blind? Yeah, you know, blind beach bunnies, California's finest.
freshman in my fourth year at UCLA, but my goal is to become a veterinarian because I love children. Because I'm a blonde, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're a blonde, yeah, yeah.